What kind of elephant? Oh, it's a Namiki elephant. Oh, a Namiki elephant. Did you ever watch um, How I Met Your Mother at mm-hmm. all? Okay. Does it have anything to do with an elephant? There's I thought no, you were going to say something about Babar. No, I, something from that show came to mind with the fossils in the sky, but it won't make any sense hmm. unless you've seen the show. Okay, well... I'll have to go watch it for that reason, though. So I, can... I, I would need to like take like five minutes to explain the layers of that jokes that set all. it up nicely. It's a funny show, though. I've heard, I've heard things. Yeah, I've it's heard good. Things. It's I've one heard... of those shows that they they have a lot of callbacks throughout the whole series. Hmm. So like, it's one of those. It's the rewatch factor is very high. I didn't. We did not talk to each other about the Community movie. No, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's happening. Like it's actually happening. Yes, you mentioned it to no, me. No, like it's a thing. Oh, we surely mentioned that. I mean, I mean, I don't know how to organically work it in. Oh, no, they don't care. Oh, but okay. I wanted to tell you because. Well, I'm very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, you're the reason I even. Six seasons in a movie, right? right? That's what they tell you. They did it. They're making it happen. Yeah. Still unsure about Donald Glover. Do you think it's going to be good, though? Like, do I don't think... even care. I don't even care. You're going to watch it anyway? Yeah, absolutely. Right. You kidding me? All right. At this point. There's certain shows like that that if they make sure a movie about... of it, like, I would watch it no matter what. Yeah. I, like that. Uh, Donald Glover's an unknown. Yvette Nicole Brown is an unknown, but everybody, everybody else is coming back. Donald Glover, man. He's got to do it. They're, um, he's got to do it. I know. but uh, oh, He's my favorite of that whole series. He's, he's the best. He is kind of. Um, okay, cool. Should we do a pen cast? I mean, I've got no, nothing else planned for the next two hours. Okay, let's do it then. Why not? All right, welcome to episode 660 of the Goulet Pencast. 660? Yeah, that's what you wrote. Did I write right that? In there. Yeah. Oh, we time travel. I'm just kidding. We're still doing it. It's episode number 66 of the Goulet Pencast, where fountain pens are still a thing. I am Brian Goulet. I am Drew Brown. And we are here from Goulet Pens to deliver this casual and informal, tangential and extraneous, superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and in our fountain pen lives. In today's show, we're going to be talking about pilot pen colors and why they don't bring all of them to the U.S., why no one wants yellow pens. Uh, we're going to talk about cartridge converter pens and the lingo around all that. We're going to talk about solving nib creep with a question mark and what one brand we'd pick up if we could just snap our fingers and make it happen and a bunch more questions, actually. We have a lot. Uh, and we're going to be showing off a $14,500 Namiki Machie pen. We're going to unbox it for you. And uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty rad. I've never seen it in person. And we're going to unbox it and Drew's going to film my reaction. And we'll have plenty of other nonsense to go along with it. So let's go ahead and start it off with some feedback. All right. This feedback from our friend, the Torpedo Monkey. Uh, Which I love. Yes. He's, he's, I he's, love. Uh, he is actually um, was once stationed... In a submarine, so it's a. Pretty, so it's like a very fitting yes. name. Yep. So this is this is actually even more fitting because um, my son plays balloons. I don't know if you know that game. I've heard of it. Monkeys Darts. pop balloons. Yeah. yeah, they throw a dozen pop balloons, and uh, he got me into it. And him and I both play it. It's like one of our little weird things that we talk about. He'll like watch YouTube videos oh, because and be a monkey. like, "Okay, sorry, yeah, a I'm monkey. Like, what is that? Yeah, torpedo monkey. Well, there's gotcha. like monkeys that use like shoot missiles and yeah. all kinds of things. So yeah, I think like anything you throw is a any projectile is a missile. That is true. So monkey, they, those are yeah. muscle, monkeys and missiles. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so yeah, and we literally like on the way driving Joseph to school, uh, we were listening to the soundtrack from the balloons game. So very timely for me thinking about wow monkeys and projectiles. That's next level. Anyway, so this one, 
I didn't actually write the feedback in here because it wasn't written. It's, this is a physical bit of feedback that came to us in the mail. A physical feedback. It is. And I'm what gonna, does that mean? I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to gift you something right now, Brian. Oh, that's right. Now, is it food related? Because I'm kind of hungry. Uh, I just had lunch and I'm feeling kind of snacky. It could be. Uh, it oh, could be. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Uh, that means. Well, I don't know. Is it is it edible? No, like, no. So I have a. Would I'm you not like? trying to make it on some TLC show or anything here for eating some weird thing that's not meant to be eaten. Oh, what is this? <laughs> Read that. Wow, Drewley Pen Company. Nib and feed cleaning brush. Wow. That's the oversized model. He also oh made my gosh. a sport model. Wow. <laughs> it's like bamboo? Yes. Look at this. How renewable. It's happening. Oh, wow. The nib feed brush exists. Nib and feed brush. I have willed it into that? existence. Wow. This cannot be used for teeth. It will not be effective for teeth. It's only what? for nibs and feeds. Oh, because it's called the <laughs> yes. nib and feed brush. Yes. I see. Just like those carabiners are like wow. for your keys are not for climbing. Can't do it. Right. Well, that is actually true. Well. You should not use I've actually, a carabiner for climbing actually, if it's not intended. I've actually that. had a climbing carabiner that said on it for climbing purposes only. Oh. So it goes both ways. That's true. If no keychain for that. If you are using, so I know this because I like do logging work and stuff like that. You're not supposed to use it for like any... Um, what is it like life, uh, dependent gear, like any, any type of gear that you would use like ropes and, Mm -hmm. you know, the carabiners and all that, that you use for like life support purposes. You're not supposed to use it for other purposes, basically because you could like compromise, wear them or compromise them in some way that they're using by not their actual intention. Okay. Thank you. That actually, it's not that it technically couldn't be used, right? but if you did that, you wouldn't then want to go back and use it for life support Mm. because you may have like you know, altered it or caused more stress than was intended. But how Uh, about this? This is pretty cool. I think this is pretty rad. You can keep that next time you need to clean your feed. I think I will. You think about the Droulet Pen Company. I will. In fact, the old toothbrush that I've been using to clean my pens, I recently used to clean the grease out of the threads on my trailer's tongue jack, which I'll talk about in the in the uh, oh, what, good. in the what's happening section um and that grease like is not coming out of that toothbrush no i, I didn't anticipate just how nasty oh, it would stick to that toothbrush gracious. so it's now it's now a grease cleaning toothbrush not Super. a pen cleaning toothbrush yeah wow anyway. so there you have it wow thank you torpedo monkey i appreciate that the Drule pen company you know now i just, I just ate some like I had some macadamia nuts in my yogurt. I love to put like crunchy things in my yogurt. That's been like so a that's why thing. I said it was kind of food related. But yeah, then, like I could totally brush my teeth right now. Yeah, but, but then I'm you couldn't use that. it for feeds, just like your carabiner. Well, I don't know. All right, so our next. We don't want to go back and forth. Put it that way. <laughs> no, you could use a you can use a toothbrush that you've used on your teeth, and then just turn it into a pen cleaning sure toothbrush sure. and not go back to using it with your teeth. Probably why. Same thing with the grease. You don't want to use the grease toothbrush on your teeth once you've once you've crossed that that the uh, more you know yeah anyway you were about to do that i'm sure one of you yeah all right next bit of feedback is from amber and amber says yes i agree with drew about those darn pilot clip balls you know the oblong mass on there ball of lumpy dumpy death whoa amber knows (laughs) 
Amber gets although me. I, although I disagree with that, the way that you phrase that, Amber, is really <laughs> funny. And I, like, and I like that a lot. I love their pens, but I hate their balls. Aww. Vicky also says, amen, I want the stone blue custom 74, but the clip just kills me. Literally stopping sales. Look wow. at that. Well, you know, you could say that about any clip. No one's going to universally love any if you, you know, see this, if, if you're listening to me i'm eye rolling so hard right oh, now. oh come on come on i'm just using a different verbal explanation of you know it depends mm, i know that's <laughs> hence the eye roll okay well, anyway more to come on this there, episode there for was sure. there were there were more people agreeing with me too that's just too oh, i see what you're doing you're loading you're loading up the feedback to support your stance i see I, how this is working i uh i, I also could have included the person who says let's have a compilation of Brian's deep dive, but I omitted that because I that would just, be a long compilation. I also just said it, so I completely negated. Yeah, I know, but who would? Oh my gosh, crazy people! Out there. Hey, um, crazy and then uh, people, no, we yeah. got another very thoughtful people. Anyway, got a response from Thu, and uh, Thu says, "At this point, I'd mm. love to know how much, if at all, you take into consideration of the pre intro footage for YouTube when you're getting ready to roll. It's such a fun addition to an already awesome content of the pencast, which is why I stick to the YouTube version. Brian, how much do we prepare the? Oh, literally nothing. Absolutely, I mean, God, nothing. You're watching me and Drew's raw interaction there. <laughs> Never. And then usually, I don't even realize Drew started <laughs> filming." <laughs> And so we've been sitting there for a couple of minutes. I'm like, wait a minute. Are we like, he's like sitting there kind of like poised, ready to go. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, we're not, like filming. Not at all. Oh my goodness. They're right, not, fair enough. not one ounce. Well, there you go. You're getting a raw. Yeah. Un, un, 100%. Not that the rest of this is all that prepared, no. but we do at least have bullet points. Yeah. Um, and then Dave says, oh, good morning, guys. This obviously came Friday a.m. when I published the pencast. Mm-hmm. Coffee and Goulet Pencast is a perfect way to start off the weekend. Mm, Once yeah. again, thanks for making things just a little bit better. Have a great weekend and wonderful next week. P.S. Just an idea, but perhaps a new segment of the Pencast could be Woodworking with Drew. Oh, wow. Yes. I laughed so hard at <laughs> Drew telling about cutting a piece of wood. Thanks, Drew. It was fun to laugh again. And enjoy seeing your pack of corgis now. Oh, grow. Pack of corgis grow. Thank you. Now, How about you, that? Woodworking with Drew. <gasps> I feel Can like you'd, you be like, you'd be I'd, like Tim, Tim Taylor, I'd, you know, from I'd, Tool Time. You'd be like using tools and like f- fumbling. I would die. Through it. I would kill myself within like five <laughs> minutes. I'd be like, all right, here's how you Yeah, use and, I a, can be, and I can be Al. Here's how you use a bench lathe. I don't know what a bench lathe is, by the way. I've heard you say it. A bench lathe? Mm-hmm. It's just a small lathe that's made to sit on top of a bench. With like two twirly ends? Yeah, the lathe. Yeah, that's okay. what a lathe is. A lathe spins and you turn things. Yeah. So you know more than you think you do. I'm gonna, it's in there. I'll, I've peppered you enough with this where some I'm of it's gonna, stuck. One day, one day I'm going to build you something out of wood. Oh, gosh. And it'll look so bad, but you'll feel so guilty. Just don't just, hurt yourself. Just like a, it'd be like a third grader giving you like a garbage pile of clay as a bowl that you have to use because you feel bad because they tried hard. Yeah, I don't Except, know that I would have that feeling for you. <laughs> you would hand me your thing and I'd be like, Drew, what is this garbage? Get this out of my sight. No, I'm just oh, I'm not man. that mean. You'd have to no. sit on your desk and see it every day and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. What happened? Well, that's fine. <laughs> Just put it next to some of the other <laughs> stuff I have on there. I have so much on my desk. It's uh, fine. I wouldn't really see that much. Um, okay. Well, I got some feedback, too. This is from Summer Pearls. Brian, all caps. You mentioned the running time of The Matrix as two hours and 16 minutes, almost like a pen cast. And whoa, check the length of this pencast, meaning the last pencast we did. Spooky cool. It ended up being two hours and 16 minutes. Well, obviously, it's because we're living in the Matrix mm. and none of this is real. 
So it was easy for me to know that because uh, I'm plugged into the matrix. You know, I took the blue pill because obviously it's blue. So, so you know that's the one I'm going to choose. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't want to live in. I don't want to live in the real world. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Think about it. Yeah, if you had the choice to live in the matrix and like think everything is awesome, or live outside the matrix and like eat that gruel and like have just be chased by robots all the time and like that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I would die. Like <laughs> you would, most, you would, most most people died. How helpful would you be in like a post-apocalyptic? I would type try scenario? my hardest, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not the main character. I'm not Neo. No, you might be surprised. I'd, I'd, Neo wasn't that great. You know, yeah, like no. he was the one, but he wasn't like. I'd be like some computer nerd that wasn't actually helpful, just dorky, and would just. I'd, I'd, I'd bite it pretty quickly within the first thirty minutes. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I know thyself. I don't know what I would be, but whatever. Anyway, cool. Summer pearls. That's awesome. Yeah, that was kind of neat how it worked out like that. Um, all right, then Laughed Wifey says, Thank you, Goulet team, for another great pen cast. Y'all kept me entertained all through the pandemic when I first got started with fountain pens in early 2020. All right. And now you guys have just become my favorite thing to watch or listen on YouTube. Keep up the great work right on. With some emojis sprinkled in there. Oh, you taking off the denim, huh? I didn't mean to actually wear it in here. Oh, well, it looked good on you. No. You can pull off a denim look. Yeah. We also haven't mentioned your beard. That's like been, it's, it's like unignorable now. Yeah. I'm, the first, the first pen guys a couple of weeks ago, I was like, did he just like not shave? Cause you're very regular about your shaving regimen. Twice, a, twice a week. Yeah. You actually like work it around the Wednesdays pen guys, and don't Sat- you? I used to when we did it on Wednesdays, oh, okay. but I still do that. So it's Wednesdays and Saturdays. Oh, so it's actually not related to the pen cast. It used to be. That's where, that's where the Wednesday, Wednesday started from. But then I'm like, oh, no, okay. I'm not, I'm not moving it for the pen cast. That's too much. Okay. So I got used to that's it. That's what prompted it to start. And then you're mm-hmm. like, no, it's actually, yeah. it doesn't matter. No. Okay. Fair enough. But no, I'm doing it for Halloween. I'm going to be Dr. Strange for Halloween. Nice. So I'll, I'll just keep like the middle part, but I didn't want to just grow that out because I don't really like the way that looks. Okay. I mean, I don't like the way this looks I mean, either. Some folks can pull that off, but I've no, never I've seen you with just that. No, it'll just be for Halloween. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but I, I might darken it. We'll see. Oh, yeah, you should. Probably. When I was in show choir back in high school, we would use mascara. So you would grow out what facial hair you could mm-hmm. as a high schooler, and then you'd color it in with mascara, and it made it look thicker and richer and darker. And, you know, if you get some of, like, the mascara on your skin, it looks, like, kind of brush-looky, yeah. so it, yeah. like, blends in really nicely. Oh, so a little, little theater hack there, show choir theater hack. Um, then lots of feedback about microphone issues. Awesome. We're working on it. We got some post-production things we're trying. Long story short, it's complicated, but I did uh, do some advanced technology here. I put some really did. bubble wrap underneath my mic. So we won't get all into it, but I have some other things we can try. But speaking of mic stands, Drew, yours is a little bit shorter. Look at this. I, I made Drew a little shorty. Someone chopped a little it shorty in half mic stand. and yep. welded it. So. Yep. Great use of my time, I'm sure. I'm like, I could probably buy a mic stand that's shorter, but I don't know. I looked and I couldn't really find it. So I was like, I'll just make these shorter. Anyway, so now you can see more of Drew's face for better or worse, whatever, you know, that means. But all right, that's it for feedback. Let's talk about some new stuff. All right. Well, got a couple new things to mention. I'm apparently talking about all the expensive stuff today because we have the Tachiya Miyabi Empress fossils in the sky. I don't understand that name, but, you know, whatever. It's cool. Space fossils. Or something, or maybe somebody's throwing them in the air like confetti. Um, but anyway, uh, Sunset Peacock specifically is the one that I'm mentioning. So all the fossils in the sky have a similar design to them, uh, but this one is uh, the most recent color that we've got, and it looks just 
fossily. Amazing. It's 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 crazy looking. Uh, so very, very cool. Makie, Yurushi, all that good stuff uh, with lots of rodden particulate sprinkled throughout intentionally. Not sprinkled. That makes it sound like it was not intentional, but these are very, very intentionally. <laughs> yes, that would be uh, not Salt Bay, but you'd be <laughs> Rodden Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Abalone Bay, whatever that is. Um, yeah. Abalone. Abalone, uh, hey. Yeah. Is he even relevant anymore? I don't know. Not really. No, not I think so much. Mo- mostly it's just known for selling insanely overpriced, mediocre pieces of food. Oh, well, he's really made it then. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. So very cool, cool looking pen. Um, beautiful. And uh, it's got that big nib on it too, that big king of pen size nib. So yeah, if you're into really really beautiful pens go check that one out and if uh even if you're not shopping for it you should go look at it because it's beautiful and then believe it or not that one at three thousand dollars is the cheaper one of the bunch that i'm talking about today um the namiki emperor that they came out with this for this year the limited edition uh, is the elephant and we actually have it right there right there in the box i don't know if you can actually see that in the shot there but we have it, and we're going to unbox it later in this episode. So, yeah, that is a $14,500 pen. So we're going to talk about what the heck makes a pen that expensive, and you'll get to see it more close up. So uh, that's what I got, Drew. Yeah, I've got some. How about you? I've got some more cost, uh, okay. that's you know, cool. different different zones of cost. Okay, on some, like, more attainable level. Yeah, yeah. Pens. So cool. starting That's on cool. the higher end, we've got the Peniter Arco and Violet. So there, this is the fifth uh, currently available yeah. Peniter Arco. It's a layered, um, layered resin. Yeah, like a layered mm-hmm. resin that emulates the look of Arco celluloid. Yeah. So that is available now, and it is the first purpley one that we've had. So I think it looks really, really nice. You can check that out. It is uh, available currently. So pretty, pretty, pretty. And then uh, pretty pretty casual launch here. We just added a few more colors to the Diatramentus Document Ink series. Those are by far the most popular kind of sub-series within the Diatramentus Ink line. Uh, we have added moss green and purple violet to the Document series. So if you are not already familiar with the Document Ink series, they are super, super permanent and great for ink washes and artistic purposes when you want to layer down some ink and then layer some more stuff on top of them without disturbing the things beneath them. So there you go. they're popular within the line. And uh, mm-hmm. now there's more variety available to you. Sweet. And then just off the press, this is not available as the two I mentioned earlier are, but coming soon will be Twisby's Eco in another glow-in-the-dark color. Another glow. This time yeah. it's purple. It's purple, yeah. and then, but it kind of glows, glows blue. blue. Yeah. yeah, which I think looks awesome. I think it looks awesome too, especially with the green. I think that the purple and green works well. That's a nice spooky vibe. And the blue and green works well. It's a glow-in-the-dark vibe. I think that it is uh, fun. And that'll be coming out uh, right at the end of the month. So yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that if that's Sweet. your vibe. Yeah. Do we have that on the site? Can people at least yes. sign up for it? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we don't have it yet, but it'll be coming. Coming soon. Sweet. All right. Be sure to keep checking our coming soon and new products on our site because we've got a a lot of stuff on the coming soon page a lot of stuff on the horizon we haven't we haven't talked about all of it yet but we will but check it out there's a lot of fun crazy stuff good stuff speaking of fun crazy stuff we have a bunch of questions for q a this week we do we have 10 questions this week yeah so let's get into that so no deep dives this week, Drew. We no, got lots no. of shallow little puddle hoppers. Yeah, yeah. I think that we can. Uh, we've got a lot of questions that have been given to us over the past 
couple months, really, I mm-hmm. went back kind of far because some questions were good, solid questions, but didn't mm-hmm. really necessitate a lot of discussion. So I wanted to give those a bit of a spotlight today. So okay. what are you doing? What do you have there? Just a little, little snack, little munchies. Oh, that's candy corn. You can't really, yeah. That's it's candy corn season, you know? Ugh. I went and bought some. My kids wanted some. Ugh. And Rachel was like, maybe we'll get you some if you're good, if you don't get Ugh. any in your Halloween candy and whatnot. Yeah, see that? Oh, man. And you've got that Drew's vintage. Fan. You've got that vintage right-on mug. How how old is that? Well, it's that? not vintage. This is my sister-in-law made this for me. Right, but it's old. Oh, it's probably a decade old. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. that's vintage in terms of the company's history. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's an OG mug. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all right. A great mug for this purpose. So, um, oh goodness, I did not write down who actually. Oh no, no, sorry. Okay, so two people um, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some point were more or less. Wondering why Pilot doesn't come out with new colors. You've got Ink Speckles mm-hmm. on Instagram say, why doesn't Pilot release more Decimo colors in the USA? Mm. It's been 5 billion years. And I checked and they're they're right. It has been the exactly been five, around for 5 billion yeah, years. Yeah, so. Sure, sure. Um, okay. And then WB Kelly 24 says, when is Pilot going to offer more colors for the Custom 823, 912, mm. or Custom Heritage 92? Mm. So really, Brian, the people just want to know, why is Pilot not... Sailor, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Why are they keeping all the good colors in yeah. themselves? Uh, well, in short, I don't know. Ah! I don't know. We've asked for it. Mm-hmm. I know they have these colors in Japan because I have access to the internet like you all do. Uh, but they don't bring it into the U.S. It's not that Pilot USA is not like trying to get them. They're literally just like Pilot Japan. Just They would love them because them. that would mean they'd be able yeah. to sell them. Yeah. But We'd love more colors. We basically have we ask if, about if, it. If what we have on our site is everything that they import into the U.S. More or less, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't I don't know if there's anything that we could sell that we don't from Pilot. I don't recall. I don't know that we have every color of the Metal Falcon. Maybe. That might that might be it. But pretty much, it's, we, we carry it's pretty ni- much their whole 95% line. of everything. Yeah, so. more or less. More or less. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, do you think it's because... I like, I want to say it's not because Pilot has, you know, the fountain pen part of Pilot is mm-hmm. not by any means significant to Pilot's bottom line. For their overall? Yeah. No, it's definitely not. But, yeah. but so I, I initially thought that. Like, like the well, fine the fine writing right. products. I initially yeah. thought that, but then I'm like, no, because they have crazy colors in Japan. Yeah, so that's not it. No, I think they just service that market a little more intentionally than yeah. their global market. I don't think it's anything against the U.S. I don't think they have any of these other colors in Europe or anywhere else either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just they they keep that special stuff to Japan and they just don't really bring it outside of that. It could be a capacity issue. I don't know if they just, you know, it's it's they don't have the ability to produce it in large enough quantity to export it. I don't know. But it could be. I don't really know. Yeah. They don't really tell us. But well, there you have it. I want to be respectful, though. You know, it's totally up to them. If they want to do it that way, I'm not, like, trying to complain about it. But... You know, they have a great reputation for their pens. And if they wanted to expand the color range outside, you know, especially into the U.S., if they want to expand it outside of Japan, we would just welcome it with open arms. So just like Sailor's seen a lot of growth with the expansion of more colors, I imagine everybody would be ready for a pilot to do the same. So we want to encourage that. But, you know, we'll take over whatever we get. Just keep doing your thing, pilot. You're making great pens. And uh, if you make more colors of them, we'll just love it that much more. Very true. If and when they're ready for that to happen. All right. Probably Stever asks, why are there not more yellow-bodied pens? We need more yellow. I think Stever might need more yellow, but 
his compatriots within the fountain pen industry or fountain pen community they don't because they don't buy them, do they? they? No, they just don't so buy much. them, Stever. No, not so much. Uh, if we were to offer, say, six colors in a brand new fountain pen, and mm-hmm. one of them was yellow, it's more or less guaranteed that that will be the, the worst worst seller. Pretty it's much, it's right there with white, 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 and yeah. yellow. Just do not sell well. Yeah. Ever. At um, least for us, I don't know if it's different in other parts of the world. It's possible. It might be but the I U.S. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that yellow is necessarily. It's like not. I tried to think of some yellow color. pens that have been successful, and yeah. the, I even asked Rachel, and um, the one that we could think of was the Yellow Safari. That's been around for a very long time. It's probably the most popular one. Yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, she she mentioned the Yellow Eco is also not bad. Um, okay. Just because it's an eco, I guess. Yeah. But we we do have some yellow pens. There's a you know we've got yellow sailors, we've got yellow preppies, we've got. Um, but definitely on like the higher end range too, like yellow. No. Is never no. popular. No. Generally, we don't even if we have the option, we just don't even pick up a yellow version. We'll do like yeah, everything but yellow because it just sits around. Yeah. I don't know. It's just people's preferences, I guess. It's not a very in demand color, hmm. so. If you want to change, if you want to change our minds, just buy a lot of the next yellow pen that we sell, and then <laughs> the next time we get there a choice, go. we'll say, "Well, last time the yellow did really good because yeah. probably Steve or bought all of them." Do you think maybe at least in the fountain pen thing, because there's not a lot of maybe yellow inks that you can match it to that are like because a lot of yellow inks are kind of hit or miss too. Oh, you think it's a matchy matchy thing? Maybe I don't know. Do you think that's a factor? I don't know. So maybe if we just started carrying buttered popcorn, we'd see some more yellow. <laughs> you are campaigning <laughs> so hard for that. <laughs> campaigning so hard. Yes. Or just use like a brown and then you can have like a banana type situation going on, like a brown ink and a yellow pen. I like that. Maybe. Hmm? I don't I know like if that makes that. sense. Like a liquid brown like coming out. That'd be like a you know, bananas when they start to like kind of rot. And you like yeah, but then squish them and they kind of like ooze out that brown like Then they're good for banana stuff. bread. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's gross. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, next. the next one is from uh, K R E N G. Krenig. 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 Twenty five. Sure. Um, I'm confused with the term cartridge converter. Is cartridge within the converter? Hmm. So, like within its heart of a converter lies a cartridge. Oh, you think that's what Krenig? No, I don't no. think so. Okay. No. So, so Krennic wrote cartridge converter as like just two words. Mm-hmm. I think typically, I mean, these terms get thrown around a lot. Some people just call them cartridge pens. Some people call them converter pens. Some people call them cartridge converter pens. Yep. But usually cartridge converter is like cartridge and then a slash converter. And or. And or, yeah. Uh, so basically it's both. Not every cartridge pen can take a converter, especially if it's a little shorty pen. may not take a, a full-size converter or it may take a mini converter or whatever. Um, but basically, you you can't really have a converter without the cartridge aspect because it's called a converter because it's converting the filling mechanism of the pen from cartridge only to able to use it with bottled ink, hence the converter part. So a converter is usually a piston converter, twist, or sometimes a slide, sometimes a button, like the Con 70, my favorite, Drew's favorite. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically, it's it's you're talking about one... One pen here that you can have multiple filling options. Um, so that's really all that it means. You're using a converter that will fit onto the body of the pen, just like a, um, or the grip of the pen, I guess, uh, just like a cartridge would, but then you can fill directly from a bottle. 
Right. No. But but yeah. the cartridge is not within the converter. There are two no, separate two options. separate Cartridge things, is a yeah. pre-filled reservoir mm-hmm. of ink that is generally disposable. Mm-hmm. A converter is a more is is like a tool essentially. That yeah, it's like an, a yeah, it's a replaceable you know yeah. filling mechanism that you can yeah. put in place of the pre-filled ink cartridge. Exactly. Now, technically, if you don't have a cartridge, or sorry, if you don't have a converter. You can still use bottled ink. You just use an ink syringe and refill the cartridge. Right. So, you know, but I think yeah, you wouldn't consider that like part of the pen. Yeah, probably You're not. essentially just hacking the cartridge style. But, you know, it's more obvious on a pen like the Twisby Swipe, for example, which we've talked about a bunch here. That comes with cartridges and it comes with actually two different types of converters. But it's very obvious with that because you're looking at several different objects that can fit onto the pen. gives you different options there. So both of the uh, converters they have on there would be the converter part. So cartridge converter, the terms are used somewhat interchangeably, but it all means pens that essentially take cartridges. So there you go. There you go. Okay. Next one we got is from Evie Williams, 28. Ways to solve nib creep. Drew, can you just solve this? I mean, I don't like it when nibs be creeping on me, but uh, no, nib creep, uh, if you're not familiar with the term, is when ink kind of uh, leeches or seeps out from the tines onto the face of the nib. So Mm -hmm. it's like on top where you're not doing the writing. Sometimes that can happen. Sometimes it might kind of uh, just kind of create a little line right in between the uh, slit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't hurt anything. It's just... Ink up top, you might not like the way it looks, but it's not doing any damage. The reason I understand for that to happen is mm-hmm. when the tines are cut. So it starts with a solid you know, piece of metal nib, and then they have to cut that slit using a mm-hmm. tiny, tiny, tiny um, wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, when that is cut, sometimes it can leave abrasions, especially as the wheel eventually loses its edge. Mm-hmm. Um, if one of those abrasions can kind of create a little pathway up to the top of the nib, mm-hmm. ink will always just kind of go. I mean, that's, that's what the tines do. Yes. The tines create mm-hmm. a path to kind of like coax the ink yeah. down to the tip of the nib. Like, come on down here. That's why it's angled the way mm-hmm. it is. If you have a tiny, tiny version of that within the tines, it could be the tiniest, tiniest little line, like mm-hmm. less than a hair. Um, ink can, depending on its viscosity, find its way up and just kind of pool yeah. on top there. So generally that happens more with the wetter inks, um, the ones that flow more freely. Um, yeah. You're probably going to see that a little bit more, hmm. but it, it's not harmful. It just means that there was a little pathway and it's just a complete aesthetics thing. But uh, yeah. there's really no way I know of to fix it unless you were to find some way to repolish like the polish. inside of your tines, which I, I don't Maybe even technically do that? I don't know I guess a reliable you, you, way to do that. I guess that. if you took a... Like a brass sheet, that's sort of you're getting something, you that's know. Not, that's not abrasive, though. I would say that you'd I mean, have to... it is you, abrasive to a degree. You'd have to probably floss your tines with, like, a um, an abrasive card of some kind. Yeah. Um, so, get some, like, wet, dry sandpaper. Yeah, that's... But what, it would need to be really, really fine. Yeah. I don't well, know if they make... I've, I've done that with, like, with that... Yeah. With, like yeah. Micro mesh is going to be too thick because it's got that like and kind of rubbery backing too. Yeah, yeah, it's not rigid enough. But I'm sure it can be done. But uh, the the bottom line is you don't really need to fix it. It's not mm-hmm. something that uh, it does bother some people though. It does, in my opinion, trying to fix it probably the uh, risks outweigh the reward. In my yeah. opinion, but and what's annoying is like when you try to wipe it off, it doesn't really no. go It'll away. Come back. I mean, if it like builds up a lot, you can wipe it. 
and there be like less of it, I guess, but it's kind of gonna do it again. Yeah. So my recommendation is like just try a different ink if it really bothers you that bad because whatever just the nature of the ink might do different. And see, it's like it's not even like one brand or one nib size or anything like that because like Drew mentioned, it basically happens when the wheel is cutting the slit of the nib, which could happen with any nib, any brand, any anything. And it's going to be wildly inconsistent from one to the other because it's just a completely variable part of the production process. So, uh, yeah, it's not like a super predictable consistent thing nope um so yeah the best thing is just to like get over it <laughs> pretend it's not, like, there. not yeah i mean not like <laughs> get over it but like yeah just don't worry about it yeah it's not it, sweat it. it's not hurting anything it's i will not. say the one thing where it does kind of become a turnoff is if you have a pen that like doesn't seal super great and you get some nib creep and you have an ink that tends to like crustate oh, crustaceanize the barnacle factor that's where the barnacle can mm. like grow like on the surface of the nib and it's like yeah but you just wipe it off and it's fine barney so, and all yeah, of his friends barney shows up on top of your nib might not be the best thing but again it's purely aesthetic you just wipe it away and it's fine so eh, don't worry yep. about it. don't worry about it all right here's one that's a bit of a brainer brian Ooh, i like brainers mawood 14 mm. says if you could snap your fingers and add one brand mm. to the GPC. That's okay. the Goulet Pen Company. Goulet Pen. Okay, I'm glad you clarified. Thank um, you. What would that brand be, Brian? Ooh, okay. Snap fingers. So I did have a clarifying question about this. Okay. Does this have to be like an existing brand? Like, is there an element of like practicality we're talking about? Yeah. Or if I could like snap some vintage brand that's not available No, let's anymore? stick with brands that... Something that like would be technically feasible yeah. to actually happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think I can think of a number of like really respected independent pen makers who I think would be cool for us to carry, but I know like realistically they probably don't have the capacity. We could go with one of them. You know? So, I mean, we could, yeah, maybe we could go with something like that. Cause there's like what a bunch would be of your choice if we did that. Oh gosh, I don't know. I didn't really think about that aspect of it as much. Um, but I don't know. We can just riff and talk a little bit. I mean like Canalea pens, we'd know them really, we've known them for years. Yep. You know, they're great people, but they're just capacity never mm-hmm. made sense. Um, we have carried Franklin Kristoff in like a one pen of a year kind of a situation. It would be super cool to like carry. It would all be cool to carry it like regularly, oh, yeah. right? That'd but that's awesome. just like not. How, they actually would have capacity, but they just is not how they do it. So yeah, that would be pretty cool. And they're like a known quantity as well. Mm-hmm. So they would probably be like more up there on my list. Yeah, but it's like you know for qualifying the question, it's like we technically have had that brand here so you know yeah i'd love to have it more and we have like their pen cases and stuff so it's like we do have the brand but it's also like yeah we don't we don't really have it all the way yeah you i know. can understand that yeah um other ones uh you know like shown pens and and other ones like that that gravitas like, gravitas yeah, yeah ones that like had done the pen show circuit and more like sell direct and done like some batch stuff that would, those would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, I love supporting the, the smaller pen makers, but it is it is tough to make that leap into like going from making pens yourself to essentially wholesaling them out to another retailer. Because it's yeah. you know it's as a pen maker, you take a margin hit on that. It completely changes the way you operate your business. It's it's difficult to kind of cross that that Rubicon. So um, uh, Yo, uh, Yoshi Nakama of 18111. Oh yeah. Beautiful stuff. One Those of Rachel's fun. favorite pens. It's like a cherry blossom pen. Mm-hmm. So like we've we've bought some of his stuff just personally just to support his craft and all that. He has no desire or means whatsoever to expand enough to even consider doing mm-hmm. a retail thing, but his pens are gorgeous. So like and there's a lot of like Yurushi artists and stuff like that that don't necessarily make their own pens, but they do stuff on top of pens. So I can think of like a number like that, but it's like in all practicality, 
probably wouldn't actually work out. So, you know, I thought it was worth mentioning all those just because like that would be neat if I'm, yeah. if I'm kind of dreaming. Yeah. Um, but more realistically of like a major brand that would have capacity, I guess Franklin Christoph would probably fall into that category. But um, Mont Blanc is the one we get asked about the most. Yeah. That's like the most obvious one that we don't carry. Yeah. By snapping um, our fingers, we would be changing just their entire like prerequisite system. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it is for all that's, of these that we're talking about. Yeah, like but, we're going to have to change some element of reality to mm-hmm. any of these brands that I've mentioned. Yep. Um, but Mont Blanc, assuming that we could get the stock of the pens that we want, not have to deal with the other parameters around things that they tend to want to put in place. Like we've had conversations with Mont Blanc and they just, they want us to have a physical store and we're like, no, not just for you. Especially. We could put a cardboard like, box in the uh, loading dock. No, you have to have like a marble floor oh. and like a specific way that it's – and, yeah, they make you stock their leather and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we don't want to do any of that. Like we are really good at what we do and we want to do it that way. And they're like, yeah, well, if you change your mind, let me know. And I was like, well, if you change your line, mind, <laughs> let me know. No, you let me know. And uh, that's pretty much where we left off. So nothing against them, but it's just like, yeah, we like don't want to carry all their – like cufflinks bags and cufflinks and I, belts and watches like i don't we don't care have about any, any way of to, that stuff no, we don't have any way to market that yeah what but it's like do? that's where they make more of their money i don't think they really do a lot well, i can't necessarily so yeah. you know but hey if they ever you know if i could snap my fingers you know mont blanc by far has the most brand recognition right. like whenever i tell you know people outside yes. of the pen world same and i'm like oh yeah i sell pens and they're like oh like mont blanc and i'm like yeah 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 like mont blanc yeah that, that and then if you're like, no one ever follows that up with, oh, I really love the model, blah, 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 blah. Like right. actually knowing anything about No, Mont they're Blanc. like, oh, yeah, my dad has a Mont Blanc. They they're just like, know that as oh, like. Yeah, I have a Mont Blanc fan, at home like, somewhere. Expensive gift pens. Yeah. yeah so they're like, like, so you sell gift pens, like personalized gift pens. And I'm like, nope, literally none of that. Nah. Not that brand you mentioned or any of that stuff. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. I'll just, we'll just nod and then we'll move this conversation on because it's too much to explain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mentioned there, there was a, a question a couple episodes ago where we were hypothesizing if we could kind of supercharge a brand yeah. with, with the assets of a big brand like Lamy or Pilot. Yeah. And you mentioned giving those assets to uh, Conid. Um, oh, that yeah. would be another good one. If we could just snap our fingers and have them ramped up full production and oh, carrying I didn't those. even think about COVID. Co- yeah. co- COVID. Oh, you thought of COVID plenty. Co-nid. We all have. But Are they still making pens? Because they stopped. They, like, they stopped, but altogether. I think they said they were going to start up again soon. Because they're not, I, I mean, they're not really a pen. They're like an aeronautical company. I don't and know And it's like some of, the, some of the engineers like liked pens and started making these mm. pens on the side. But they had like a multi-year backlog and then they like stopped taking orders altogether with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So I don't even know what they're doing anymore, but yeah. they made some cool freaking yeah. pens. Conan so would be cool. That would be another one that like that, that is probably a little more removed from reality in yeah. terms of making that happen, but that they would be on my list as well. Yeah. So yeah, for dreaming, why not throw why them not? on there? No, that, that would be my, that was what uh, popped into my head. Cool. Good thought. All right. Oh, look um, at this. Oh, you're going to hit me another one. Back to back questions. Oh here. yeah. I just did. I just copied like one through five and one through five. So we just oh, started okay. it over again. So All right, anyway, cool. All right, uh, Suna 1492 asks, mm. what's the difference between a special edition and a limited edition? Uh, well, get out your bingo cards. Cause it depends. No, um, he's 100%. I, I completely yeah. agree with that. They're, they're not regulated terms, no. you know, so it really can actually vary from one company to another. And often does. What it, what it means. We try to use them in somewhat of a standard way. And we try to, if it's not like an official thing in the name of the pen, we try to have it like in the description or have it somewhere to like give some context as to what 
they actually mean by these things. But in general, special editions, the special tends to mean like a new color or design, maybe of an existing model. You know, it's usually just like a, a variation of something oftentimes. Uh, and, and more specifically, it's, it's something that's only often available for a, a short time. Like a seasonal edition like or it could an be annual seasonal, edition. It could be time-based or yeah. it could be like a single production run, you know? So it's like they make it, they might, they might, you know, make it one batch at a time and then they'll kind of stop when the demand runs out or, you know, so it's, I don't know. It, it depends. Like Lamy, they usually have their special editions around for a year. But then, you know, if there's still stock out there, it might be a little longer than a year. If they sell it really quickly, it might be less. It kind of depends, right? But they may make, a, a, you know, not a defined number. We don't necessarily know how many they're making, but it's for usually for some, some discrete, you know, shortened period of time. Uh, and they're, again, usually not numbered. They could be, but they're often not. Um, and they could be brought back later as a special edition or maybe added to a regular line. Thinking Lamy, they've done that a number of times with different um, uh, Safari and All-Star pens where they've had something that's come out as a special edition and then like four or five years later, they bring it back. Same it's color, Terra same everything. Savannah. Yeah, exactly. So they may, they may do that. Um, so that has happened. Um, limited edition generally means something that's numbered. It's, it's a little more exclusive. That's what we try to define it as anyway. We try to. Yeah, we try to. So we'll even urge a manufacturer or a distributor to like call it if we get any say in the matter. We'll urge it to be like, you know, if it's going to be something you're calling limited, it probably should be numbered or call it something else, you know. So that's usually the cutoff and numbered. It could just be a running number, but it could be. Oftentimes, it's out of a certain number. So if they make 300 pens, it'll be number one out of 300, two out of 300, et cetera. And those ones are often, you know, a special, it could be a special or color or a material of an existing, you know, model. But if that's the case and it's limited, then they're, they're not going to bring it back. That, that's it. They're going to make it out of that. They're going to make however many they make. And then it's gone forever. They're not going to then bring it back as a regular pen or as a special edition or anything like that. So limited usually means this is it. This is the only chance you're going to get. Um, and that tends to be a rule that I think pretty much every brand has stuck to, even though it's not like, you know, there's no police, limited edition police out there. I think it's well known enough in the community that if you call something limited, you better not bring it back. Right. Because it's got to be super special. And everybody will be mad who bought one. They thought it was, you know, yeah. that yeah. was the only ones that would be available. Um, but more often we see in limited editions, new designs. So it could be something that's slightly tweaked or it could be literally just a whole new design, which those are the ones that tend to get more expensive. Because obviously it's like if you're going through all the R&D and the manufacturing process to design a whole new pen – it's probably going to be a lot more expensive. So you're going to see much more specific and probably like heavy intentional theming around some of these, especially like the new designs, mm -hmm. you know, thinking like the Viscontis and the Montegrappas and those types of things. You're getting into the multiple thousands or you get into the Namiki pens that are the limited editions. You're going to see, you know, numbered pieces like the elephant pen that we'll show you yeah. here today. Those are going to be out of one out of 99. It's one artist that's doing it. And it's that's that design and it's very heavily themed and then that's all they're gonna ever gonna have. Um and they're not gonna bring it back. So yeah, those that's that's generally what differentiates the two. But there is some overlap. Sailor distinguishes theirs a little bit differently. Yeah. Um so we try to specify when it does deviate from from these general rules, but that's it's pretty safe. Pretty safe to yeah. go on with those. Yeah. All right. Captain Quark. 
which is fun. Uh, can I can that giant Lamy Safari in the office be uncapped? Well, Captain, technically it is a Lamy LX. Yes. And uh, we're actually going to go and try. Oh. So. Um, Are we going to do that now? Not right now. Okay. But. We'll do it later. We will. But we'll insert it here. Exactly. So we're going to time jump. Yes. Enjoy. All right, Brian. Does that uh, does that cap come off? Well, let's see. Oh, my God. Um, yes. It does. Technically. There's no nib. No. What? Oh. No, they did not make a full size <laughs> It's meant to be like a uh, store display. But it but it does come off. The cap is removable. Technically, if you want to say that the cap is removable, then... What else would you call what you're holding in your hand? I mean, it's not really a cap. It is a cap! It's That's the cap to the pen! plastic made to look like a cap. Dude. It's not actually capping anything. Oh my god. It's a cap. It's the cap of... Depending on how technical you want to be. How in the world can you do it? It depends on that. You're literally holding the cap. I will say that. Absolutely. All right. There we go. Good job. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Um, next question comes to us from Dancer of Peace. Ooh, what? How pleasant. Is Brian's favorite kind of wood to work with? Oh. Everybody wants me to make choices today. I don't know about this. Um, it is tough. My short answer to give a real answer is probably walnut. If I had to go, just walnut. That was Great surprisingly fast. Yeah, but I got more. Oh. So <laughs> walnut, it, wor- it, it works really well. So it's very pleasant to work with. It's very interesting. I like wood with a lot of character. And it's dark, but it's not too dark. It's got some lighter elements to it. So it's a very, it's a very interesting wood. Hmm. It's not just like plain, boring looking there's a lot of variation that can happen uh, with that wood. And it's it's really good in terms of its strength and it doesn't like move too much or whatever. So you wouldn't want to use it for outdoor furniture necessarily. But if you're using it for furniture or if you want to make bowls out of it or use it for turnings or ornamental stuff, hmm. it's very versatile wood. Like some woods tend to, you know, be very splintery. So they're not great for turning or other ones are like really heavy. So they're not, you know, they're good for some types of furniture, but not others. You know, so you have to take all these things into account when you're working with wood. Um, but uh, yeah, walnut all around is just a really, really great wood. Um, and it's also pretty available, especially around here. So it's not crazy expensive. It's considered a little more of a, I don't know, premium domestic wood. So it's like, it's nicer and more interesting than you would get with just like pine, you know, yellow pine or something like that. Um, it looks like a nice wood, but it's not so expensive that you like feel like you can't make like a whole piece of furniture out of it. Um, and actually I just... I'm actively making a piece of furniture out of it right now. Is that the headboard? Yeah, my nephew's Ah, headboard, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, If we're going more on the like extreme and expensive end, I love Bubinga. It's a beautiful wood. It's a little more of an exotic. It does not grow in the U.S., um, but it looks amazing. So I'll try to share some pictures. I haven't worked with it a whole lot, but I'll find some picture that we can grab and throw on here. Nice. Um, But I love wood with defects, lots of character and variation. I don't like plain, straight, flat wood. I like wood that just looks really weird and interesting and very unique because as a woodworker, I find that to be an element of when I'm like, you know, basically picking the pieces to make. If I'm like, like for, for example, my nephew's headboard, it was like, oh, if I can book match, you know, these pieces, which means like I can take a wood, a piece of wood, like a board, slice it down the middle 
and then open it up so the grain pattern is like mirrored mm -hmm. on a single piece. And then I can like orient it so that it looks, you know, this way so that it matches the side. Yeah, and you, you couldn't know. do that with a wood that had no character. You can't do it. Yeah, and no, you can't do that. You can't really get that with like commercially made furniture either. So it's like to me as a craftsman. It's like a signature. Yeah, it's like a signature. It's like, yeah, exactly. So it's like that is part of the element of what I enjoy. Someone did this a on custom purpose. Piece. Yeah, yeah there, exactly. There was some human decision making going exactly. on here. And when you have wood with a lot of character, it just gives you more interesting things that you can like feature aspects of the wood or if yeah. I get if I get wood that has like knots in it or has holes through it like even like bug holes and like weird stuff that you think is kind of gross but you can like fill those with different colored resins you can make it like a more artistic thing yeah i was about to say it, it so adds an element that. of artistry absolutely to it. like a different type of artistry woodworking obviously is an art but yeah, yeah, yeah it's more of like a mathematical science art with joining and stuff like that or geometric right, art right whereas right. the what you're talking about is more or less working with, more expressive yeah, yeah expressive, exactly. exactly so i love like the n working with natural elements because i think you know that's part of the benefit of woodworking as opposed to like making something out of metal or if you're just going to make something out of wood and then paint it you don't get any of those elements so like having like raw natural wood just gives you some really interesting stuff to feature and work with so um Walnut gives you a lot of that. All right, Walnut. Yeah. And then uh, Cherry also is a really nice wood to work in. That is a little more kind of straight-grained, more plain. It's great for things like cabinets. I feel like everybody likes ceiling. Cherry. Cherry is just a very popular, very yeah. pleasant wood. And it, like, gets this, like, nice reddish-brown tone. Mm -hmm. It, like, really riches, richens, richens? Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Rich, richinates. Richens? Richinates. It, 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 it enriches <laughs> in color with exposure to the sun. So it like becomes redder and, and like more beautiful uh, with sun exposure. Oh, so that is kind of interesting too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I've well, only had indoor cherry things. Yeah. There's some, there's some All woods. All of those are probably fake cherry too, yeah, so I don't know. It has to do with like the, the lignans and like the elements of the wood. Some woods will like bleach out and become lighter and lose their color mm. with sun exposure. Other ones will darken up and look richer and, and even better with sun exposure. It all just depends. So these are all other elements you get to, to kind of pick. So it really depends on like how this thing's going to be used. Um, and then turning, cause I'm a wood turner as well. Um, I like even different types of wood. Wood turning is really like very different than like furniture making, for example. So I like the crazier, wilder stuff that you could, it's it usually more expensive stuff and harder to find. Um, but the really unstable, crazy characteristics of wood, like they have these things called burls that are essentially like tumors that grow on the tree. Um, so like, you know, you get this like interwoven like interlocking All grain swirly, pattern yeah. swirly and it's a huge pain to work with but it looks unbelievable um it's very expensive usually to get that type of wood because it's very rare and they can't really replicate it either so you can't just like harvest it to try to get this burly wood you basically have to find it in nature yeah so it's kind of rare and hard to find even in the day when we can pretty much find whatever we want anywhere have you ever like been out in the woods and seen a mm -hmm. burl and just be like, well, I'm taking that burl. Yeah. yeah. I have like trees on my property where I'm like, Ooh, you know, I can like see, cause sometimes you can see, sometimes you can't, it depends on the tree, but you can very clearly see a burl cause it looks like this big, like lump yeah, yeah. coming out of the tree. But sometimes you can see there's trees, like especially certain like maple trees and stuff like that, where it's like, there's like ripples in the tree. It almost looks like there's like, let's like corrugated almost like it looks really strange like that, that you get more of like a quilting kind of a pattern hmm. that happens if you were to slice that up. But Binga has a lot of that, that quilted look, which looks amazing. What is so cool. This looks amazing. There's over 50,000 wood species in the world, by the way, 50,000. It's a lot. It's amazing. So many. Um, anyway, but Amboina burl has got to be, I think my favorite wood. And that's yeah. why we actually have a room in our 
our uh, yeah. building here named after Amboina. So Amboina burl, favorite wood, walnut, favorite yeah. wood to work with. Yeah. Amboina cool. burl is, I, I love to see it, but it yes. is a huge, it's super expensive and it's very hard to work with, mm. but it looks amazing. So yeah, walnut would be my overall pick though. But anyway, thanks for letting me talk about wood because I love woodworking. But anyway, thanks for humoring me. Okay. Uh, moving on. Gwen Elliott asks, do y'all film these during a normal work day? Thanks for all you do, Hart. What do you think, Drew? Yes, we do. What we is do a, indeed. What is a normal work day for oh, us? God. I mean, we don't stay like, after work to do this, uh, yeah. for sure. I, I, will, I will say that uh, the company is oh. very, very good about making sure that everyone in the, the company has a solid work-life balance. Everything ends mm-hmm. at five. No one is asked to do anything off hours um, without getting paid for it ever, so... Uh, it's really healthy there. So, yeah, we do. Uh, standard work day. Try to respect um, that. Usually Tuesday afternoons, like today, sometimes Wednesdays. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Tuesdays have been what we've been doing most recently. For about half the episodes have probably been done on Wednesdays. But yeah. more recently it's been Tuesdays. But, yeah, it's it's about uh, 3 o'clock here. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, here we are. And We're doing this. It's not super easy, especially for Brian. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, – People who own their own companies tend to be busy. It's easier for me uh, to block off time, but uh, I, I, you know, you, you've told me before that this is kind of like a a time for you to kind of chill for a little bit. So yeah, I enjoy this. Yeah, it's I good. mean, yeah. Prior to this, I was reviewing cyber liability insurance application paperwork, and uh, let's see here, I was reviewing Google Ad like. Um, you know, basically like the difference between the attribution between like our Google analytics and Google ads. And those are different and trying to understand why so that we can make smarter decisions when buying ads. And, you know, it's like, these are, these are complicated things that are after, after important, but not nearly as much fun after 10 as this, after a decade of owning a business, he and Rachel are now doing only the not fun things. Like mostly it it started off like they were doing a little bit of everything. And then as they've trained more people and kind of honed in, it's like now everything I hear them doing is just like, wow, that sounds miserable. It's fun. (laughs) It sounds awful. It's fun in a different way, I guess. Oh my God. It's like all the, all the easier, more reproducible challenges yeah our, our team can help it's, us out with a lot we get all the the stuff that only the, weird the owners stuff, can the stuff do. that's super unclear yeah wildly Ugh. like speculative and very uncertain and needs to be sought out and come up with creative answers these are the things that we get to do yeah well yeah. at least there's the pen cast exactly there's always this is the like pen my, cast. this is like my fun place yes yeah yeah, so like we and, enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, this is taking me back to my roots here. This is how we all start down. Yes. I didn't start this business because I love filling out insurance paperwork. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but it's important. It's got to be done. Oh, here's the most important one. Oh, yeah? Final question of the day. Oh. Banana is a Hannah, our old friend, <laughs> asking. That is a, quite a name. <laughs> That's so many N's and A's. <laughs> it is. Wow. Um, and then... Uh, I'm just looking. I'm like, is this a palindrome? No, okay. No, um, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, mine is not candy corn, even though that's what I'm snacking on right now. Even though you're right scarfing now. it. Well, yeah. My kids wanted it, and so I bought it, and then I was like, I can't give them that. Because Rachel was like, <laughs> you know, trying not to commit to them having it. But I bought it anyway, because we've been talking about it here at work. 
And uh, so I bought it and it's, now I'm snacking on it. It's so terrible. It's not a great story, but no. it's what's happening. Um, chocolate for me. Give me all the chocolate. Yeah. I don't want you are a chocolate nerds. Fan. I don't want any of this. Whoops. Just dropped my candy corn. Mm. Uh, I don't want, yeah, like when you're a kid and you want to like trade candy or whatever, yeah. somebody else had like wanted to trade me like, like hard candy, trade me their like Reese's cup mm. and they they wanted my starburst or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sucker. Like <laughs> I'll gladly trade that. Like you want me to trade like Those, five of those for one Reese's cup? Those like star I'll bar, take that. St- uh, starburst were a gamble though. Cause if you opened one of those like double yellow packets, Oh uh, man, yeah, that's not good. Just give it up right double there. Yellow. Why did they even do that? Just Come to on. be cruel. Yeah. Yeah. No, not so good. Awful. But yeah, anything chocolate, but I think the Reese's cups were pretty much like Reese's that cups are to pretty me, awesome. Yeah. Like I could, I'm a grown up. I can eat Reese's cups like literally anytime I want, but I don't know what it is about Halloween Reese's. Cu- well, I don't, it's not like I go trick-or-treating anymore, so I don't even know what I'm comparing it to. But when I was a kid, like, I wanted anything chocolate, but the Reese's Cups were, like, that was the the primo for yeah. me. Reese's yeah. Cups were great. Now, yeah. you're talking about the or full any, cups, not the little... Anything. Any okay. Reese's, anything. Okay. Whatever form, shape, whatever. If it's a pumpkin, if it's the little mini cups, if it's the yeah. full size, I didn't care. Any Reese's, Reese's, as long as it was yeah. chocolate with peanut butter inside. Chocolate peanut butter is a pretty banging combination. It is. We like, have- very little of that in the house these days because Arch is allergic. Then again, he's mm. very careful too. So it's not like okay. we need to be super okay. worried, but yeah, yeah. Chocolate mint is also such a great combination. Do you prefer <sighs> if you had if you get a choice not for Halloween though? If you had a choice between uh junior mints or a peppermint patty, what would you go with? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. They're both really good. I know, I like them both. They're both too. really good. Junior mints are fun to eat. They are. They're such a There's weird shape. There's nothing else shape. like them. And you can like squish it with your tongue. Yeah. That's pretty fun. But I do get a little more sick of those. Like if you got to eat, because you got to eat like a whole box whole or whatever. Box, yeah. So I don't know. The, they do. They, the they, convenience of the peppermint patty is pretty great. Yeah. You know, it's like individually packaged mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I don't know. I like them both. I like them both for different reasons. I can't choose. It's too too much. How about that? Too much to decide. Yeah. Who shocking. Who would have thought? Shocking. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah, right. Um, I like all the ones you said. As a kid, I was mostly, mostly, I'm in the opposite though. I like, I like chocolate, but I feel like for, you know, Christmas and Halloween, whether Mm. you're getting something in your stocking, your trick or treat bag, the little fun size chocolate stuff are just smaller versions of what you can kind of get for the rest of the year. Um, I feel like there are Mm, more things that were like not available in full versions, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. um, as a kid, getting a full box of nerds wasn't super common. Like you'd have to really track down those nerd boxes. Um, so getting the little mini nerd boxes, mm. I thought was really fun. And the same fun. things with the Smarties, those little, I think they're called different things in different parts of the world, but um, Smarties, I, I like them a lot because I can suck on one and then the, the edges kind of dissolve and I can nibble those. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then about. there's a heart. There's it's a, always like harder in the middle. Core. Yeah. yeah. So, so I can make those last for a really long time. So I always <sighs> thought those were cool. Why do you and want them to last though? They're not that good. They're not, but they were better sp- than Necco wafers though. You ever uh, had those yeah, things? Yeah. Those Necco are wafers are the worst. It's like medicine. Yeah. The Smarties though, I think that they were special because I only got them during holidays. Okay. Because in like Snickers and Reese's, like those would happen throughout the year. I, I, I feel like with Halloween, there were some candies that I only attributed to Halloween, mm. and I think they have a soft spot with me because okay. – not because of their flavor, but because they were those special Halloween candies. Fair enough. A little little um, mini things of spree or mm. little mini things of sweet tarts mm. I also really liked. 
Um, I always did like hard candies more because I could make them last. I took my time with them. I'm like, mm. I suck on my candy, make it last a long, long time. Yeah, I'm just um, like, give me that chocolate. Now, to to go back on your Reese's wagon, though, I just thought about this as you were talking. Okay. When I get a tiny little bag of Reese's Pieces. Yeah? You like those? Those, I it's love Reese's same, Pieces. It's not the same. And they were. I think it was a rarity thing. I think the Reese's Pieces yeah. like – I never bought Reese's Pieces. No, you never. They're very uncommon compared to all, all of these. Other. Like, you can buy them. Yeah. Um, but remember, they used to come in, like, the tiniest little bag. Even the full-size mm-hmm. bag was pretty small. Yeah, I just ate some the other day. I love Reese's Pieces. Yeah. But I never, even as a kid, I remember always judging other kids that called it Reese's. I'm like, it's not Reese's. It is the last name yeah. of someone they named call Reese. like Reese's Pieces. Oh, God. And you're like, what? That always drove me nuts. Like, why are you calling it that? I feel like that was you the- You don't ever say Pieces. No, I feel like that was the earliest way. example of me being judgmental of another human being was correcting them on Reese's Pieces. <laughs> it's like, that's that's you can track it back to that moment. Yeah. That's when I started judging other people. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I think that's really uh, But judgment. anything but dots. Even when I was a kid, I'd get a box of dots. No, I was like, no. God! Not a fan of the dots. They're so, they don't have a lot of flavor. They're so sticky. They are sticky. And then Swedish fish for that same reason. Swedish fish are like dots with only one flavor. They're not as bad though. They are. It's the same thing in a different shape, but only one flavor. They are worse than dots. Yeah, but you can kind of like nibble on them a little bit more. Why would you want to? It's like like dots, but only one flavor. That's what I just said. (laughs) That makes them bad. That makes them worse. I don't know. Anyway. I'm not like crazy about those. I mean, it's not chocolate. So it's like any of these that you're talking about here, I'm like, that would be, I would eat all, like all the Halloween candy. I would eat all the chocolate first, even like Tootsie Rolls before I'd eat anything else. Even Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. That's barely chocolate. Yeah. It's, you're you're right. (laughs) But given Tootsie Rolls versus any, all other non-chocolate fiend, man. I am all about some chocolate. Oh man. I always have been. I remember during during like the worst of COVID, sometimes we get uh, holiday chocolates and things sent to the office. Mm-hmm. And a lot during the COVID years, especially, you know, 2020, 2021, I was one of the few people in the office here in communication with you and your team. And I was like, hey, we got this thing sent to us. It's uh, just a bunch of chocolate. And then Rachel will be like, all right, just hand it out amongst the team. And Brian will be like, wait, oh, hang on. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> How much is there? Drew would be like, yeah, we got that. We got this chocolate in, but it's not really enough to share with everybody. Can be you like, can you, like, why don't you like set that set aside? From, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. And yeah. uh, like, I'll bring it home for my kids. Just set it aside. It's the a kids little would bit. never see it. They'd never see it. Anything chocolate that I ever bring home for my kids, they never see it. I don't let them. They don't. They don't appreciate it like I do. My I kids love that. dots. That's like one of their oh favorite candies. They love dots. They do love nerds too. My kids love nerds. Nerds are good. And they like they like chocolate, but they're not like all about it like I am. Do you remember when we were kids and the and they first released the cookies and cream Hershey bar? Yeah. That was an epic moment. Like, yeah. I think everybody was just obsessed with those for a couple of years. I appreciate those. Do you suck on those until all the chocolate's gone and you just have crunchy bits? I mix it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mix it up. I'll do that, but then often I'll just eat it because I like to eat chocolate. <laughs> Even white chocolate. White chocolate is the yeah. last pick choice of chocolate for me, but it's still what you, what you, It's really not even chocolate. How do you feel about those weird vanilla Tootsie Rolls, though? No. No? No. Do you, remember, do you remember we bought a whole bag for Sam? Yeah, they're not great. Our operations manager, Sam, like, is one of the few people I know that actually loves those vanilla Tootsie Rolls, and they are just weird. Not great. Weird. No. I don't know. Let me please let me know if you like the vanilla Tootsie Rolls, and I because I need to. Think There's other about, flavors too, aren't there? Aren't they they like are. Other? There's a lot of yeah. weird flavors. There's a lot of flavors. 
I feel like the vanilla is like the top of the weird flavors, though. It's like the most common of hmm. the uncommon. Yeah. Anyway, that that that's the Halloween candy. Fair enough. <laughs> part Fair of enough. this. All right. You want to check out this crazy pen? I think I'd like to. Yeah. Ooh. Let's unbox a Namiki elephant, shall we? Let's. Okay. All right. So one thing that I did this weekend was mm-hmm. watch two movies with my son. All right. And I love watching movies. Is Shannon, that one thing you did, or is that two things you did? Oh, it was. I one thing that I did twice, I guess. Did you sit down and watch two movies at once? Because that would no, be one event. Different days, one Saturday, one Sunday. I would call that doing two things. Okay, well, we'll call it that for the sake of argument. Um, <laughs> Literally, just no, I giving know. you hassle. Oh, for I know. Reason. Oh, I, it's it's about that time. Um, <laughs> but I really place a lot of value in watching movies with people who I care about. I don't. I say it's watching movies is something that's just very near and dear to my heart, and being mm-hmm. able to share that with somebody I care for yeah. makes it all the better. Shannon does not understand that. Okay, does not. It is like she's perfect. I love her. But if that that one thing, she just doesn't care about movies, and I'm That's like, so funny. I know it just it kills me because I, I if I like something, I, I want to share it with someone I really really like. So yeah. naturally to her, I'm like, I really like this thing. I really like you. Let's put those things together. Watch this thing with me. Oh but yeah. She, but she's just like, no, I have no interest in that. Like, oh yeah, the whole thing. I gotta sit down and watch the like. Yeah, this is me with all my hobbies with Rachel. I try to get her excited about what I'm into. Never, it never works. Yeah, she's never into it. Well, Welding, she, woodworking, she, puzzles. She's not even to, like like it's one thing for her not to be into Star Wars or whatever. That's fine, I get okay. that. But she doesn't even like movies in general. It's like, a pretty broad category of something to like. She's or not just like. not a movie person. She says she likes TV I mean, shows. Now she will watch the same duration of TV shows. She will watch three hours this, worth of TV shows. I feel like this is chocolate. Is chocolate. Just, you, I think so. You bit off the chocolate. The brown thing. tastes different to me. The brown tastes different than the yellow. I got to be able to look this up. Sorry to interrupt you. Hmm. Oh, no, that's definitely chocolate. different, right? That's definitely yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Is that weird Tootsie Roll that's chocolate? Why, that's why I bought the Automax. Oh, God, that's so bad. It tastes like a like a brown Tootsie, tootsie Pop. It's like a it's like a hard Tootsie Roll. Oh, that's so upsetting. It's like a Tootsie Roll you find in like the bottom of the pantry. Ah! And you're like, I, don't, I haven't bought Tootsie Roll in years. And you find it and you're like, well, it is chocolate. Then <laughs> you eat it. I say you as like oh. most people do this. this oh, is that's so upsetting. Do. That doesn't taste like food. You handled the first uh, candy corn a little better. The than chocolate's that. way worse. What? The chocolate doesn't taste like, like I was ready for the candy corn flavor. I'm like, yep, there it is. Well, you got to know that it's not actually chocolate. That chocolate yeah. stuff, though, is something way different. It's almost like it was close enough for me to realize how far away it was from chocolate. Okay. I don't fair know. Enough. Anyway, I got to watch two movies. First one, I wanted to watch like. You know, a live action movie, but he asked if we could watch a Disney movie. And at that point, I'm like, I don't care. I just want to watch a movie with somebody. So we watched Treasure Planet, which is one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. And I will say that that is an underrated Disney film. That is a pretty solid I don't movie. I've seen out, that one. It came out in 2002, so we would not have seen it. Yeah, we were graduating like, high school. Yeah, we had no interest in that stuff um, at that time. But it's 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 solid. It's a solid movie. Good, really good animation. So we watched that. I enjoyed that. And then the next day, um. We watched Karate Kid Part Two. Okay, and that was really good. I noticed it I was not them. available to stream anywhere. Okay, so I went up into the attic and found my Karate Kid Two DVD. Oh, so pop that bad boy out. Not um, Blu-ray, DVD. DVD. Wow, it was one of those ones that had two sides on it: one for widescreen, one one for full frame. Okay, so yeah. it was probably like. Yeah. 2003. Yeah, it's you know. right in that era. So 
uh, I did put the wrong side down because I'm like, it says one side says widescreen, one side says full frame, but you you don't know where the reader is like on the disc on, He's on the down. Yeah, usually. Yeah, because if you have, if you have like regular like music CD, so if you if you, you always have the label on the top side and the the reader's almost always on the bottom. So you put the label that says widescreen up. Oh, I see what you're saying. If it says widescreen, does that mean that the widescreen is actually right. on the underside? Right. Oh, that I don't know. I don't know either. So I, I did it wrong the first time. I don't know what I did, but I did it wrong. So it was the other thing. But anyway. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I never thought it about doesn't, that. It's not helpful. It right. should just say this side down for widescreen or whatever. That's a lot. But that's a lot to put in that tiny little space. That they I have. was working at Circuit City during the whole widescreen versus full frame thing where, where movies were often sold as mm-hmm. either or, okay. and I daily had these conversations with people about why they need to pick widescreen. They're like, well, I don't have a widescreen TV. I'm like, that doesn't matter. Do you want to see the full movie? Right. Well, yeah. All right, well, here's what. clipping on. Every clipping day. Like, I was, I was, I felt like I was well, I in the vanguard of that discussion. Like, it's my yeah. job to help educate these you're people. like educating people, but they don't even care about the end. They're, of the they're like, no, I just want to see the whole movie. I'm like, you're not seeing the whole movie. You're seeing a portion of the you don't understand. Yeah, oh, it was a daily battle, Brian. Oh, because it was it was. An, I, I just had this moment where I, the first time I saw a widescreen version of Ghostbusters, a movie that mm. I had seen so many times. Yeah, and realized there was a scene where uh, there was a Ghostbuster like that wasn't even there in the version that I grew up with. I'm like. <gasps> Egon is there. He was there this whole time and I didn't know it. So after that, I'm like, everybody needs to buy widescreen stuff. Come on. Wow. You don't know what you're missing. So I was very passionate about that. I was probably super annoying to I customers. It's not much an issue anymore because everybody's got, I mean, they make TVs to be yeah. more widescreen. They don't make now, four right? by three TVs anymore. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, watched two movies. That was great. Archer actually really did like Karate Kid 2, which is rare because he's normally just wants to watch cartoons. So. Um, well, he's getting older, you know, yeah. more mature, I guess. So that was that was fun. Um, we had dinner with friends on Sunday, as we normally do each Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Jeffrey's sister was in town and her husband from Scotland, and uh, she's hilarious. Um, but one interesting thing happened where um, <clears throat> I don't know how this happened, but we were the table had exhausted a bottle of Thousand Island dressing. And someone, I think Tracy, Jeffrey's sister, started just pretending to like dump it into my son's water. And and he was like, oh, no, because, you know, she was just messing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to dump it in the water. But it was totally empty. Uh-huh. But somehow that devolved into daring Archer to drink a his glass of water that has been soiled with remnants of Thousand Island dressing. I can see the the logical like he progression. Is, he is so picky. I didn't think for a thousand years he would ever entertain that. But after he was offered ten dollars, he was like, "I'll I'll drink some of this for ten dollars." Ten dollars? I would drink it for ten dollars. I would too. But Archer doesn't even eat chicken. Like yeah. he doesn't even <laughs> like this is not a. But uh, did he, he drink it? He did not. Not the whole thing. They said drink it until the like the this this level, and he did. Like and it was just this like peachy orangey water wow. like oh. it looked disgusting yeah thousand island oh watered down even like, thousand island not watered down i don't yeah. like oh my god but he did and uh she ended up only having a 20 so he got 20 dollars get out of here yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh but like she cleaned up man 20 bucks i shoot 
I'm like this. I hope this doesn't start something. Drinking for less than that. Yeah. Now he's gonna yeah. be like, how much you gonna give me? He's gonna be that kid at school. It's like, hey, will you uh, you mix like the ketchup oh. and the mashed potatoes or whatever, and be like, hey, will you give me two bucks to eat this? I, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but hey, uh, the future mukbanger on YouTube. Oh god, you know, I just eat stuff for people's entertainment. Oh man, <laughs> it's like just a bunch of hot dogs and chicken nuggets. Um, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that happened. That was all right. That was interesting. That's interesting. Yep, it sure was. Um, and I started pulling up my tomato plants, which is a little sad because it's huh. it's the end of the season. Um, okay. They're they're done. They have reached the end of their lifespan. Yeah, they, they did not work out as well as last seasons. Really? Yeah, I got a lot of cherry tomatoes, but my big tomatoes just I did mm. two 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 plants of uh, cherry tomatoes, two plants of larger ones, and both breeds of the larger tomatoes just did not produce as well. We got a we had a really mm. late start to the season. It was really okay cool um yeah for a while yeah it really was um so yeah we'll try again next year most of our plants that we planted died this year too. yeah Not, and and my green peppers yeah. barely did anything the herbs went nuts um, okay a lot of green onions so that was easy i'll probably do that again next year i just need to remember to use them yeah because like, you can use green onions for just like anything yeah but they're like I don't know. They're like a garnish. Almost, they are, in my opinion. Like they are. I'm really, not like cent- centering a meal around green no, onions. No, but they can make a big difference in something really boring like ramen noodles. If you oh, just, yeah. If you just yeah. have like a pack of ramen noodles, you put some green onions in there. Big yeah. difference. True. Yeah. True. Um. So yeah, kind of. Uh. I'm thinking I might try some autumn crops. You can do some stuff. Nothing super exciting. Usually hmm. like you know cabbage or something, which I wouldn't use. So. I'm trying to figure out is there yeah. a, is there a fall crop that can I also could buy actually cabbage use? for like fifty cents. Oh, and well, gardening isn't about being cost effective. It's just oh. being fun. What is it about? It's just fun. Yeah, because there's nothing that like you can. I have like, a black thumb, so I kill everything. Yeah, I mean, so like I don't even get the enjoyable. Part no, like of nothing. The, you're not saving money, like yeah. unless you don't unless you don't pay yourself anything for your time, um, hmm. like corn. The effort it takes to grow corn versus buy corn is like no corn is subsidized. In oh the my US. god, like so no. crazy. Um, anyway, uh, it's like thirty cents per year of corn. It's crazy. We are um, the season finale of uh, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff, is this weekend, so we're super excited about that. Okay, that's right. And uh, we finished watching Barry on HBO, so mm. we moved on to Deadwood again. Deadwood is probably the TV series that we have rewatched the most other than like the office okay um but uh i just it's like our favorite show of all time wow it's mm. foul and not appropriate for anybody but it's like poetry with cursing it's like tarantino and shakespeare together wow all and right. cowboys it's it's marvelous we love it to death wow um and then video games brian oh yeah i finished horizon zero dawn i know you were curious about I that i was wondering i was just about to ask finished replaying that okay. replayed it on new game plus so i got to keep all my armor and, and stuff from the previous game so that was a new and exciting journey for me what a treat so now i'm ready for the sequel okay which i'm waiting to see go on sale this holiday season so i'll pick that up so in the meantime i decided to install two games on my playstation i installed Star Wars Battlefront 2, mm. and I installed the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've beaten them both. Okay. I'm going to redo one of them. I think I'm going to, because Star Wars is like a first-person shooter game that has right. a campaign that's kind of like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. I'll probably end up doing Final Fantasy, though, because that's like a super in-depth story. Yeah, good, you, solid like, voice you like those acting. immersive yeah. Like, games. Yeah. And I've replayed that one, but it has new downloadable content now. There's like a bonus story at the end that I Ooh. have not done yet, so... 
What a treat. I hope you're excited for me. I'm very excited. I can barely contain myself <laughs> just sitting here. So that is my world right I now. I have like the Drew face when I'm like going deep on like resin types. And then and I'll probably like, uh-huh, and I'll probably put uh-huh. some put some boobinga on my uh Oh, yeah. Rotary yeah. Torvals. Oh, you should do that. Yeah. Your rotary Torvals. Yeah. That's right. Just, and probably carve some tall for sale yeah. in my shop. Yeah. Wood shop. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Well, I need some brackets for the... Uh, brackets are pretty essential. <laughs> yeah. Brackets yeah. and joints. Mm-hmm. Can do some t- turbo joints. Turbo, Yeah. Well, if you if you're doing turbo joints without a bracket, you're really not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I just want to see how far you go with it. But we're working with Drew. Yeah. Mm. Um. Very interesting, Drew. Thank you. For you're welcome. Too loud. I wish I had anything to contribute to anything you're saying there, but I've literally have not seen or played anything that you just mentioned. Well, I believe but Horizon. I know how much is you going enjoy to get a this. Netflix special soon, so you might be able to Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let me jump right on <laughs> that. Um okay. Well, I've also had an interesting last week or so. So I mean you're you're kinda like me, Drew. If you're into something, you usually let people know about it. I try to stop me. Especially like the people that you the people that don't care at all about it, yes. Yeah, people that are closest to you that you like, like, hey, I enjoy you. I enjoy this thing. Absolutely. Can we join you in this thing together? Yes. And then we can all be just enjoying ourselves. I'm certain that there are many people watching right. and listening right now that know exactly it's, what we're talking about. It's logical. But, yep. you know, sometimes it's uh, is just harder than it seems like it should be to get those who are close to you and love you and care for you and respect you to even just consider trying the thing that you're desperately asking them to try. Um, and this happens, I mean, I'm into a lot of things, so I'm kind of used to it. I'm just wondering which member of your family is, are you trying to get to do So something? this one was all of them. So all three, both my kids and Rachel, um, I wanted to teach them how to play chess. Oh, yes. So Rachel, I mean, if she played chess, she would beat the crap out of me. She's really smart. She has a great memory. But she just, for whatever reason, just refuses to, like, learn how to play. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So she doesn't currently know how to play? No. She did, like, computer chess back mm-hmm. in the day, but she really just, like, it told you what move options you had. And she said she, like, never won. I was like, yeah, because you don't actually know what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. just, like, moving pieces. It's like the whole point is you can, like, see moves ahead and then, like, see how they play together. Anyway. I know enough to play without breaking any rules and lose every time. Okay. But that's it. Fair enough. I mean, that's something, right? Like, but, you, but, could, but you there, could sit down and play. But like right? we were talking about last week, and I didn't even know that you could swap out a piece if you got to the other side. So I don't know yeah, all the rules, yeah. but I know- you I know, pawn to the other side. Yeah. I know what not to do. But yeah, so yeah, there's like, and there's like different rules depending on blah, blah, blah. I but, also don't have the patience for it. Is that a thing where they just can't sit still long enough? You do need some patience, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have that. But I mean, I don't know. Anything on a board- I'm just like, ah. But see, what I like about ch- what I like about chess is that even when you're not playing, it's not like, you know, when you're playing Monopoly or whatever, there's some strategy, but largely you're like, you're rolling something, you move a couple of things, you do, then you, there's some element of choice to it, but there's a lot of chance in there as well. With chess, it's like you get a lot more like active participation in what you're doing. Yeah, I can see that. And even when you're not moving your piece, you're either thinking about the next move you're going to do or you're thinking like, where are they going to move their pieces? Like you move something and you're like, okay, what are they probably going to do to react to that? And then how am I going to anticipate that? So you're like 
you're pretty like actively engaged. If you like play it enough and kind of get comfortable with it, then it gets more and more fun. You get in like in a kind of a state of flow. That's when it really gets fun. And I remember really enjoying it as a kid, but basically my entire adult life, I've never had anyone in my family or near me that has like wanted to play chess. So I really haven't played chess actually in probably two decades. So I still remember how to do it and all that. And I can do like online and all that kind of stuff. But I like the physical, like the tactile pieces. Oh yeah, and some and sets kind of are super cool too. Yeah. So I've wanted to, but then like for years, I think Joseph would do really well too. He has not been to it. He's like double down like Rachel. He's just like, no, I do not want to learn it. I refuse to even sit down, even begging, pleading, anything. I'm like, please, please, one game. Can you try it? No, 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 no. Hard line, just like to the point where I'm like, what? Why? Like, why are you so hard lined against this when it doesn't even really matter? You know, whatever. Sometimes the so, harder you push, the more yeah. they dig in. So, I mean, I was never rude about it, but I was just like, I think you guys would enjoy it. Like, we could play it together. It could be a thing. You know, I tried every tactic I had. None of it worked. So... Out of the blue, out of the blue, I think it's because Ellie was the one who started this. She came up to me and was just like, I want to learn how to play chess. And I was like, what? Like, she wasn't even the one that I was really working on. And if you remember, I've talked about in Pencast before, Ellie is very, very competitive, mm-hmm. especially with board games. And I do not go easy on her. Part of it is because I think she has a lot of potential and I think she can learn a lot. Oh my God. From being like actually played against. Like I do, I will not cater to, you know, it's like if a kid's not that interested, I'll keep them actively engaged and I'll play it down. But if a kid's like really trying and competitive and like wants to learn, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you the full experience. So that way when you beat me, you know, you've really beat me. I thought about that this weekend, actually. Yeah? I thought about you because you covered this last week. Yes. And I've made my daughter cry. I was playing on multiple occasions. Uh huh. Yeah, that <laughs> playing happened. Playing a board game. That happened to me this week. With love. Um, with love. We were playing Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, I'm like, oh, Archer's getting pretty good. So I started trying yeah. harder and I just kind of I beat him repeatedly. And mm-hmm. it ended very poorly. Like, yeah. he. It will. I will. I, I, I asked him, I was like, do you want me to try my hardest? And he's like, no. I said, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't want me to, just tell me that and I will. Yeah. And he says, like, I See, just, wa- just want to win sometimes. I was like, okay, well, let me know because. Yeah. So I'll do that. Like, I'll accommodate. Like, if, they, if they're not trying to, like, be really competitive yeah. and win, they just want to have a good time. I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So I felt no bad. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know. I thought. I thought so we you were, just like beat the crap out of him. And I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were like really going, you know. Right, but yeah, right. no, fair I, enough. I felt, I, yeah. So, all right, that's all right. Yeah, and put a little bit in the therapy bucket, you know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, but Ellie, like, she's very capable. She's very competitive. Oh yeah, she'll talk smack. She'll do all the things. So you're kind of just like, all right, all right. You want to play? You want to play? We're gonna play. And she wants to play, but she wants to win, and she gets really upset. But she does. She want you to try your hardest. Uh, I think it's less about that, but she just wants, she wants to win. She just wants to win no matter what. But she doesn't want to, but does she, would she be okay if you let her win? Uh, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. It's you don't so, want to do that? Yeah, that's just <laughs> cheap. It's cheap. You know, it's like, I don't know how that would come across to her, but even still, I don't want, I don't want to teach her that. You know what I mean? So anyway, lots of conversation, lots of, tough love with her and part of it too is like it's a humility thing too 
Like she'll talk a lot of smack, but I don't want her to essentially like be borderline like bully with other mm, kids. That's so some of it is like teaching sportsmanship and you can teach sportsmanship all you want, but until you yourself have lost and then have to 100%. congratulate the other person and say it was a good game and be a good sport about it. We had that talk too. Yeah. Because so, he walked off all fussy and I was like, hey, not, you just, yeah, and exactly. he was just like, I'm so bad at this. I suck. I'm you, like, hey, no. Yeah, you're like, hey, no, 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 no. If, if, like, if you lose at something, instead of talking about how bad you are, why don't you congratulate the other person and say what a good, good yeah, job they did? Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And it takes time. You got to say it like yeah. a thousand times. Yeah. But then it starts to click. But I can say now, over the years, Ellie has gotten much better about her sportsmanship and even when she loses now she used to like get teary-eyed and like mm-hmm. if she wasn't like full-on upset she would you could tell it was just like yeah. really hard on her but it's gotten so much better now so Excellent. it's working over time but anyway so she wanted to learn how to play chess and she like approached me about it and i was like cool so like perfect one of, one of the groundworks that i laid with trying to get the kids into chess is i bought a um super mario chess set so oh, like I didn't know that. The pieces are Mario characters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is really cool. And so, you know, I was trying to make it as, like, appealing. And they would have been playing with these pieces, like, not on the chess set. Right. Just, like, little action figures or whatever. Um, so she wanted to play. And I was like, all right, we're going to play. And I was like, what the heck piece is supposed to be what? Who's supposed to be who? And thankfully, it was, like, written on the piece. So, I, I mean, I she, like, sprung it on me. So I was, like, <laughs> I was literally, like, le- reading the rules <laughs> that came with the chess board because I was like, which one, which one goes where again? Like, which is the queen? And I, like, it, it's been that long since I've really been able to play. Um, but so yeah, is it, is it like good there. guys versus bad guys? Like Koopa versus Mario? Um, yeah. So, like, one, the king and queen is, like, Bowser and Bowser Jr. Uh-huh. And then the other one is Mario and Luigi, nice. interestingly. Luigi's the queen. Yeah. So, don't know how that works, but there you go. Hmm. And then, like, Daisy and Peach are the bishops. I don't know. And then you get like Kamix oh, okay. or the bishops on the other side. Okay. So it's like they kind of match them up a little bit, but like the rook is like toad on one set and it's Goombas on the other. So well, Goombas yeah. aren't pawns? No, pawns are just coins. Oh, cool. Pawns are coins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting set. So it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, Ellie wanted to learn and I was like, okay. So I was basically like playing, but really just teaching her. So I sat down, taught her the pieces. She's 10, by the way. She'll be 11 soon in a couple of months. But man, she picked it up quick like scary quick and that's why i was like okay i'm not gonna take it take it easy on her because she's gonna she's like getting it you know what i mean so i was like all right we're gonna do this thing um yeah and she was to the to the point where like not only did i went through like what each piece can do like one time and i had to like correct a couple things here and there it's a lot to remember for your first time but then it was getting to the point where she was like thinking moves ahead already in like her first game and i was like oh crap it's not going to be long before she's going to be able to beat me because she's got it. So the next day, she goes to school, plays against her yeah. teacher, who's older than me. And we were in a meeting when this happened. She, like, FaceTimed me right after school. Yep. And she was bragging about the fact that she beat her teacher, who's, like, in his early 40s, I think. She, she beat her teacher. And then she was playing against another student who her, her teacher was helping the other student. And she beat him, too. And I was like, oh, boy. And then you asked... Did you lose any? Did you did you lose anybody? She's like, yeah, well, I lost a couple of people, but only while I was trying to trap him, or like trying to trick him, yeah. or something like that. Like she was sacrificing like, some yeah. some low level minions in order yeah. to attack. Like that was, yeah. and she was like, that's some that's some war game stuff, she was man. Like, she was like, yeah, I made some. She's like, I made some recommendations to him, but they weren't good moves, and so he took them. He's like, I didn't say that he should do it. He just said, <laughs> I, I I just said that he could do that. <laughs> 
And, so, and I'm like, oh boy. Oh, that is ruthless. This girl's playing some mind games, yeah. Oh no. So she she then wanted to play me again, and I beat her again. Yeah. So, you know, but she's she's getting there quick, man. But then like the next day, Joseph wanted to learn how to play. Mm. And I was like, get out of here. Rachel's next. I'm, that's, I'm trying to work on it. Now she's the only <laughs> one in the family that can't play. So Joseph and Ellie have played. So now it's like the two of them are playing against each other. And I'm like sitting on the sidelines. So I'm just like. Nice. I kind of want to play. Oh, like, I'm right. Wanting, I wanted to play. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. no. But like Joseph's excited. But like Ellie wants to beat her brother. That's oh, one. yeah. Of course. She wants to beat him. And he's, you know, he's just having fun. He doesn't really care. He's not yeah. nearly as competitive. But yeah, they both like know how to play and all that kind of stuff. So it was good. Like. Joseph, with my help, like beat her the first time, and then she beat him last night, and it's like a thing. So I'm like, all right, I guess it's a thing. So I'm nice. Like, I keep, I'm like Rachel, come on, like just if you know how to play, then like all four of us could do something. But they make they make chess boards that you can have like three people, four people, where it's literally like three or four chess. So it's kind of like you ever played like Chinese checkers, where it's like you have like the triangle and you have your pieces and everybody kind of like goes into the middle mm-hmm. and it's like a battle royale. Yeah. So it's like that with I've never played, chess. but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's like that with chess boards, but it's like a giant, like all the squares in the middle, but then all your pieces are on like extra squares that are mm-hmm. on the outside. And so you come in and you're like playing off. I was like, that sounds awesome. But it's like, I literally don't even have that many people that I know that would even know how to play, but that sounds great. So if you're a chess fan and you ever played one of those multi- Chess sets. They look awesome, but I don't know. Maybe it's not that fun. So anyway, chess. That's like the thing. Chess. Ellie's like bringing her little Mario chess set to school in her backpack and playing and at school and all that. She's like, we only have one chess set and everybody wants to play. And I was like, this girl's going to be like the chess. That's awesome. You can probably oh, get her so like a little travel, travel pack or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking into it. But yeah, she was like, yeah. She's like, I keep beating the boys and they get really mad. Nice. She's like, they don't want to get beat by a girl. And I was like don't have any mercy Too bad. Like, if you're no. better than them you just beat them don't even worry about it yeah like yeah they might get upset but whatever they need to learn too no nah, she can lose on purpose when she has kids nah she's never gonna lose on purpose <laughs> this girl <laughs> is determined um yeah so then um we went to second and charles for the first time yeah which if you're like uh you know into like board games and like you know that type of stuff or video games everybody or i books know or, yeah. board games video games books any of that type of stuff everybody knows and like to hobby you know crafts and yeah. stuff Everybody's been there. I'd never been there. Kids had never been there. So we were just like, let's go check it out. It's a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. Holy cow, that place was big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was like, so the kids were excited. Okay, first off, Saturday morning. Sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. Saturday morning, there was like a yard sale at like a neighborhood that's nearby. Um, like that, a bunch of their friends live in. So they were excited because when you're a kid and you don't have a lot of money, you can get some good deals at a yard sale. So we go to yard sales periodically for them just so they can get you know, Legos and books and like these types of things. So they always enjoy that. So we found out about this yard sale like the night before and they were like all motivated to earn whatever they could to go to this yard sale. And we looked, the weather was going to be great. And so we were like, okay. So they like wanted to blow leaves off the driveway and like do dishes and all this stuff. So they earned like, you know, 10 bucks, you know, like nothing crazy, but they earned some money. Man, I'm Archer, the, we've got so much dog here now with three dogs. <laughs> and I'm telling them like, hey, if you, if you, yeah. if you sweep, or Swiffer or whatever, that's a point. Yeah. 10 points is 10 bucks. But Stick with it, man. No. Nope, Stick with it. Doesn't care. Stick with it. I was like, hey, Betty, I'm about to Swiffer. Do you want to do it? One of these days mm, it'll click. No, it's okay. One of these days it'll click. Yeah. Just keep trying, Drew. Don't, don't, oh, don't not, give up. No, no, no. I, I, I tell him, I'm like, hey, Archer, guess what? I would have had 10 bucks by now if, if, if I was giving myself points. Wait, what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Yep. 
treat myself. Go. Maybe I'll go buy myself some Lego. There you go. Play right, play with right in front of him. <laughs> Ooh, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, put more money in the therapy jar. Um, so yeah, so went to the yard sale. They like got like something little, it was like fifty cents or something like that, and they saved the rest. They weren't like inclined to blow it all. And I was like, who are these children? They're learning how to play chess. They like wanted to work to earn money. They didn't want to blow the money. So then we was like, okay. So we were like. You know, there weren't a ton of people doing the yard sale thing. So I was like, there wasn't like the best stuff there. So we were like, okay, cool. We're, we're, we're we were already talking about going to second and Charles and we were like, oh, Joseph, they said like Legos by the piece and, you know, by the ounce or whatever. And, you know, they have like all kinds of stuffed animals and stuff like that. And so we went and Ellie didn't buy anything, which I'm like, what? These are the kids that like will blow any money that they get. Oh yeah. Most kids know, at any point. Yeah. yeah. And Joseph got like like five bucks worth of Lego and saved all the rest of his money. Dang. And, and yeah. And I was just like, what is happening? Who are these children? Um, so yeah, they definitely enjoyed the store, but now they're like saving their money. And then Ellie was talking to, she's like, want, talked about wanting some toy. I don't know what, but you know, she just, you know, her, she's got her birthday near Christmas and then Christmas is coming up. And she was like, I don't think I'm going to buy anything until after Christmas because I'm probably going to get some gifts and stuff and I want to see what I get. And then everything will be cheaper after Christmas. And, I get, and I'm just like, what is happening here? <laughs> like all this stuff that we've been saying for like a decade to our kids wow. is like Giving actually sticking. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know what I did, but like all of a sudden things are starting to click and I'm getting really excited. So um, yeah, just, you know, things paying off with the kid front and we're like doing activities together and things that are like genuinely like enjoyable activities. Like I always enjoy being with my kids, but you know, there's like certain shows that you watch with your kids where you're like, if my kid was not here, I would not watch this show. Yeah. You know, it's enjoyable for the situation. Do you have like a favorite show that they watch that you're actually kind of like into? So they love Lego masters, mm-hmm. which is like the Lego like competition. Oh, yeah, that's a that solid, is a yeah. genuinely enjoyable show. I love Will yeah. Arnett. It's enjoyable. Yeah. If we had no kids, I would probably watch that show. For me, it's uh, there's a cartoon called Teen Titans Go. Okay, and yeah, yeah. On the surface, it just seems like a crazy cartoon, but the writing is really good, and you can nice. tell that it's being written, uh, written and run by people our age because yeah. there are so many like old school references to like you, you oh, see yeah. my Brave Star shirt, the cowboy. Yeah, yeah. There were Brave Star references in there. Wow, like Thundercats references, stuff that goes way over his head. But yeah. I'm just like. Oh, that's a Thundercats reference. Yeah. Yes. I get, so yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I like to watch that one every absolutely. now and then. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, genuinely enjoying the time with my kids. Um, also been spending some time outdoors. I mentioned replacing my log bridge, which is like falling apart. Well, I finished it. It's done. It's now a corduroy. And you road. used corduroy fabric. Yep. No, not at all. But it looks really good. I'll have some pictures to show. But uh, I like it was super muddy because all the dirt that we have is clay, and it rained a bunch. And I was like, "This is a muddy." It looks pit. really good. It doesn't Thank even you. look like it looks like a driveway. Yeah, know? yeah. Like I covered it in gravel. I guess so. I got some gravel delivered. Well, um, I didn't see yeah. a lot of gravel. It just looked like a. It just looked like a dirt road. Like, so I put gravel. I think I don't know that I've shown you oh, the latest okay. picture. No, which, I saw yeah. it looked like dirt to me, but yeah. it looked like we'll have the latest picture. In it looked the, like a well-formed dirt road. Like, Thank you. I mean, that's. Was the idea? So I mean, you probably saw it, it like that, where it was like the dirt. Yes, that's what I saw. Yeah. So now it is gravel. So yeah, it's like fully gravel. Dang, like straight up road. That's crazy, man. Yep, that's impressive. So it's done now. Very, very happy about that. That's super cool. Yep. No more so anyway, muddy log bridge for you. No more mud. 
so yeah, enjoying that. And we got our uh, septic tank pumped. Fun. Because it was that time of the, every like Decade. five, five years, the county tells us like, get your pooper pumped. So we <laughs> sent a, a letter. Called. Yeah, which like, I'm proud of myself because it was like last time we had to have it done. You know, it's like they didn't know where it was in the yard and they had to dig up a bunch of stuff and it like took a while to get the grass like back in shape because it's like, it's a, it's a concrete tank that's underground mm-hmm. filled with poop. What's the thing that and, kept on getting yeah. hit whenever we'd have company events at your house and it was in the yard? Oh, that was like a, 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 a telecommunications oh, like okay. thing. Yeah. I will say it kept getting hit, but it was always at risk of being yeah. hit. Oh, it's just laying on the ground. Oh, <laughs> it's like a, it was like an AT&T like phone, oh. line, like RJ 45. Oh, like, okay. we didn't even have any, you know, oh. and I'm like, I would just cut this thing off and oh, rip I thought it out it was of the like your well or something no, important. Oh, no, okay. No. So our septic tank is like in the backyard. So they have to like dig up all the dirt, open the hatch to the tank yeah. and then suck out all, all the poop. That's yeah. if you live in the country, that's how it works. We don't have like, you know, septic treatment or anything. They got come and Suck it, suck it up, and then they take it somewhere. I don't know where they go. Probably bring it to a Mars. treatment plant. Um, anyway, so yeah, we had that done, and literally, just the timing of it, the septic person and the stone delivery person showed up at basically the same time, and the guy pumping the septic tank was like parked right where I needed to drop all the stone. So for your bridge or road, yep, for the yeah. bridge road thing. Plus, I just like to have stone on hand for various projects, you know, because I no, I don't, but sure. Last year, I had to spread. I spread sixty six tons of stone. Why? Because we have like uh, we have a paved driveway, and there's like edging along the driveway. Oh yeah, so it doesn't like crumble. Away. Yep. I so remember like that. you know, over time, that stuff gets I packed down. Yep. And, you know, so it's like rather than you know, because like you pay a delivery fee. Yeah. You know, that's like the same price no matter how much stone you get, and the stone's not that expensive. So it's like I just get a whole eighteen tons of stone delivered at a time because that's how much will fit on the dump truck. So yep, and now I'm now I've got like. I don't know, a few tons left in the driveway. I got to move it, you know, so I can park in the driveway again. <laughs> but I put it in the driveway because if I put it in the grass, then it's going to kill all the grass and it's going to be a bunch of stone in my grass. Mm-hmm. So I put it in the driveway and then it's just, you know. Yeah. Where are you going to put it now? I move it into the various locations. But it's going to be in, it's going to kill the grass. No, I've got like woods and just like other areas. I've oh. got like other places where I already have stone that I can like put it on top. But like the truck, oh, okay. the truck can't access those places. Gotcha. So okay. like I just, the, it's easy to dump it in the driveway. This is way too much information. Yeah, no I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions. But Sorry. Anyway, but just, it was just funny. And then it turns out like the septic tank guy and the stone guy like knew each other. And so they were like BS and, and whatnot. Yeah. This is when I like wasn't planning on coming into work that day last week. And then. I decided to come into work yep. and that's when all this stuff went down. So I'm like, here I am at work trying to like remote yep. coordinate with Rachel. Because Rachel was there <laughs> and she told us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that all happened. Mr. Stone um, and Mr. Brown. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Brown. That's right. Uh, and then I've been working on my nephew's headboard. Uh, making right. great progress on that, uh, which I'll have pictures to show here, but I can show you real quick. Um, yeah. So that's the headboard thing. Oh, wow. It's like laying down on its back. But you see now what I'm saying when and I'm that's like... that's walnut, right? That's walnut. Nice. Yeah. So like the really light colored parts, that's called the sapwood. Mm-hmm. That's like like the outer part of the tree. Uh, and so it's very different on walnut. It's a much lighter color. So I don't cut that stuff off. Most of the time they cut it off because well, you good. want it to be uniform. It's personality. I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So having fun putting that together. So I don't have it fully assembled yet, but got it all laid out and cut up and all that. So I got to do some final sanding and assemble and then it's, it should be good to go. That is cool. Not neat. You're going to add some lights underneath those uh, shelves? Kind of make No, it I'm not good. doing any of that. <laughs> His parents can do that if they want. <laughs> I've done my part. It's taken me a whole long time. Um, then the last thing I did was a little bit of welding work. So I shortened your mic stand. 
Yay! Which now that I knew how to do it, because you had the same one as I did, it took me like a third the time and it was much easier. And yeah, now it's uh, shorter. So we can see our, fa- our faces more. And uh, yeah, I um, did some work on my trailer jack as well. While trailer I was in the, jack. The welding mode. Yeah. So if you have a trailer, you yeah. know, the part that you like spin to like lift up the trailer to like, you know, get it off the hitch. Yeah. 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 If you're up, you know. And there's a leg. You're talking about like the well, leg. The leg. That, like, yeah, that's called like the when, when you park it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you have the leg so that, you know, you can lift it up off the ball. You drive away and the trailer just stays there because mm-hmm. it's too heavy to like right. lift off. Right. So you have that little jack. So, you know, I bought this trailer a long time ago and like the basically over the years, the even before I got it, but I've done this too, like the, the, that little jack, that leg part, you, you like wind it up so that when you're driving, it's not like scraping on the ground. But every now and then, if you're going like up somebody's driveway, that's got a, an incline to it or whatever, because of a trailer that like when it kind of bends in the middle like that, it can scrape the ground. Yeah. So over time, that like leg part has like scraped and mm. bent and all that kind of stuff. So you got to get a whole new one. So, well, normally you would have to. But oh, no. but if you know how to weld. You know how to weld. Ah. So I like cut off the bent part and I like welded on a new like flat plate so that I don't have to like carry on a separate piece to have it. So I just did some work on it. And then it's like as I was taking it apart, everything was like all like rusty and all that kind of stuff. So I like scraped it. This is how I got my toothbrush all destroyed. <laughs> right. was like cleaning out the grease and then I greased up. So now it's like. The ball bearings are all smooth. It's like smooth operating jack, and the thing is nice and solid. So it's yeah, like, go yeah. find something to trail now. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of fun doing these little things. That's so like cool. The knowledge like compounds. It's like I would not have sought out how to do that little trailer jack repair thing, but it's it was a, like I feel like in the time that you've learned to weld, you've applied it more practically than any sort of like wood know how has been applied in the last, you know, similar time frame. I mean, I do a lot of wood stuff too, but, but like in, as far yeah. as like general repairs that you now saved money on doing yourself, like yeah. you would have had to spend more money on that trailer repair. I mean, to get a new trailer jack itself is like, well, I don't know, yeah, 200 bucks. So probably? already like that, that knowledge and that skill has saved you money where the woodworking oh, skill yeah. has been mostly hobby. This is the, the welding has been pretty practical a skill everybody that i know that knows how to weld says that the welder has like been the thing that's paid itself back the most yeah of like any tool they've ever bought that's cool so yeah having a good old time welding doing my redneck things i'm just slowly realizing that that's what i am and i think i'm okay with that anyway that's what i've got going on and uh yeah i think we've officially not made this such a short pen cast i like thought it was going thought. to be nope but- <laughs> nope <laughs> we start talking about but that's that's it we got for the personal front and we are nearing the end here but um we can do a quick company update so we don't have a whole lot to talk about on the company front but we did have a video this week that went out a Drew video. That's right. The inks that you must try. Right. We must try. We've had a package set of ink samples on the website for a long time mm-hmm. that have been the must try inks. inks. And we recently refreshed that set, mm-hmm. adding some new colors, keeping some existing ones. Yeah. And the thoughtfulness were, that goes into that. Yeah. And we're like, why don't we use this as a video concept? It's already there. It's already, already done a, half the work. It's yeah. already a product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of ran through why you should try them. So, yeah. That should be that should be out by the time this publishes. There you go. Go check that out. All right. I think this is gonna be about it for this week. I do have some fun facts, so don't go yet. But I want to thank y'all for watching. Please leave us some feedback, ask questions and whatnot in the comments. Um, if you are an audio podcast listener, be sure to email us at pencast at gulepens.com. 
And if you're not an audio listener, you can't use that email. We're not allowing it. So I'm just kidding. Oh, also, if you want to say something to us via the YouTube community tab, I'm trying to pay a little bit more attention to that. I did Mm -hmm. post a little image from last week's pencast. I'm going to try to do that again this week. But if you have any questions and you just want to throw them in a comment, I'm going to take a peek at that. So that is yet another way you can communicate with us, as well as the comments of this video, of course. If you have any questions, I do see all of the comments. So if you want to leave a question there, I will take a gander at it. There you go. You'll take a group of geese at it? Literally, a group of angry geese shall retrieve your question, bring it to me for duly, duly consideration, dual... Due consideration? Due consideration. Yeah. Due consideration. There you go. All right. So now the moment you've all been waiting for the fun facts about candy corn. I'm so, well. Yeah. I was about to say I'm so excited, but then you said candy corn. Well, like real candy corn, you get excited about it initially and then it's a big No, letdown. I don't. I've been excited about it enough times. I know now not to be. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair Just like enough. strawberry milk. For years, I was like, ooh, strawberry milk. That's good. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. Not a fan. And it just kept not on burning me. Fair enough. Um, so candy corn originally was called chicken feed mm, yep. it was around in like the 1880s. It's yep. been around a while. Uh, but the Golitz, Goylitz, I don't know how to pronounce it actually, candy company, now the Jelly Belly candy company. I, I will say that Jelly um, Belly, I feel, has better brand equity than Goylitz. <laughs> so they've been producing candy corn, as we know it, since 1898. So it was called Chicken Feed, and it was made kind of, you know, whatever. Not as bra- ah, brandedly. 1899. Oh, so Almost. I thought I had one. You could have no. bought some Chicken Feed with that coin back if in 1899. In, in England. In England. Well, okay. <laughs> they might have shipped it internationally. I don't know. Probably not. Um, so anyway, 1898 has been around a long time. Uh, according to the National Confectioners Association, more than 35 million pounds are made annually, or f- roughly 9 billion kernels of candy corn every year are made. So what a treat. Um, also, if you didn't know this, part of the reason it's called candy corn, I mean, it kind of looks like a kernel of corn, but if you stack them so that they're all kind of next to each other in a round, and then you can like layer them up, kind of like if you were to build up a silo, mm-hmm. it will look like an ear of corn. If you've never seen pictures of this, you should go look at it. It'll blow your mind. And I think you'll like this fact. This this fact that I got, I pulled from a sketchy website called uh, Riot Fest. Never heard of this site. Not an affiliation of any kind. But it says, fun facts about candy corn, 100% true facts. And it's it's very not true on some of these. But I pulled my, my sources from elsewhere as well. But I thought you'd like this one, Drew. If you plant a kernel of candy corn, it will grow into a giant candy corn stalk that reaches high into the clouds. If you climb all the way to the top, you get diabetes. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, uh, candy corn has a lot of sugar in it. It's not true. Don't plant candy corn. It does nothing. And then the last fact in this little article here, Drew, you read that. You'll like that. It says, candy corn is garbage. Yep. Truth. So, I thought that you would, you, your values would resonate with Yes, I'm in, I'm in agreement one. with that one for sure. <laughs> there you 100% go. 100% truth. Validated. So there you go. Now you know something about candy corn. Oh, man. Not an official endorsement. I think it's okay. I only like it like this time of year. You only like it because it's there in front of you. Yeah. If something else was there in front of you, you would say the same thing about that. I would. And if it was chocolate, I would not even give this candy corn a second thought. <laughs> you what's, your fa- what's, your, what's your favorite chocolate bar? My favorite chocolate bar? Probably Hershey's Symphony. 
Oh, I love her. I love the oh, an aristocrat. Super. No, that's the thing. Hershey Symphony is not that fancy. It's a milkier, so it's more like a Swiss style. The logo chocolate. is cursive, Brian. Okay, well, I like that about it, but it's like a buck twenty-five for a giant Hershey Symphony bar, and it tastes not at all like a regular Hershey bar. It's so much like milkier I'm, and creamier. I'm just I'm shocked like, at how me, like, quickly the, you responded to a "What's your favorite question?" Just my, now. Well, on our little thing that we had, we, uh, we we keep, so for all of our team members, we keep their favorite candy on file so that when we want to do like special treats for our team, uh, we can do so. Drew's is Nerd's Rope, and uh, uh, mine is Hershey Symphony. I think I updated mine. Did you? I don't know what it is now. Okay, but anyway, yeah, it was it was Nerd's Rope. Right. But who 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 rewards you with candy? Like, can anybody? Uh, I've been rewarded with candy once or twice. Have, before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. HR director. I'm impressed. That, now of all of the questions I've mm-hmm. asked you, what's your favorite blank? This one was the quickest answer you've I mean, ever given. There's no wrong way to chocolate. The only reason it's quick is because I've already put all that thought into it. Oh, I had to choose okay. Gotcha. For my little profile thing. Well, but, yeah. we will be testing Brian here soon. If you were ever curious about what Brian's favorite blue inks are. I have prepped him in advance saying that we will be covering this in a future pen cast. So he's already, already got the gears turning I on that one. I already made my choices. <gasps> you did? I did. Well, stay I think I might tuned. have six or seven inks in there, depending on whether or not you want me to truly stick to I three. do want you to stick three, 100%. Yeah. Well, I can do it. Okay. I got options for Stay tuned. This is, I'm excited about this. It'll I happen. Have, I have happen. no idea what these are going to be. Next week. All okay. right. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next one. Right on. Right on.